This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It is Monday, November 15th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police say a man was abducted and tied up inside a basement after he arrived home from a casino early Sunday morning. The victim told police he noticed a U-Haul van parked in front of his residence in the 600 block of Adams Avenue in the city's Crescentville section after he arrived home from Parks Casino around 1 a.m. It was not clear if he had been followed. After parking the car, the victim says he was approached by three masked men. At least two were armed. He told police they grabbed him and made his... uh and he made his way inside of the home uh, as he made his way inside of the home. And then they threw him into the back of the van. Police say the suspects took the man to an unknown location, tied him up in the basement and demanded information about mm. the money hidden inside of his home. At some point, he was placed back in the van and then ultimately released in the area of Knife and uh, Wellen Street. The victim then walked home and called police. He told police the suspects ended up stealing a gun, several credit cards, uh, shoes and keys from him. Police say the suspects threatened to kill the man if he reported the incident to authorities. Four suspects are being sought at this time. Last month, in an unrelated incident, police say a 53-year-old uh, Middlesex County, New Jersey man was killed after he was followed home from Parks Casino. Multiple people have been arrested in connection with that case. These uh, follow-home crimes are actually on the rise. I was watching a story about um, <clears throat> outside of Rodeo Drive, you know, where a lot of wealthy people go yeah. shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to have extra security there now because people are getting followed home wow. and they're doing this sort of thing. Yeah, Kath, in this first story that you brought up, you know, they mentioned that they were looking for the money he had hidden in his house. Did they get any money? Because no. it just says credit cards and yeah. stuff like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds like an inside deal, too, if they would know that that was the case, right? If he ha- I don't yeah. know, but he, maybe he didn't even have money there. Anymore. <laughs> he was just coming up from the casino. I have a snickerdoodle. Uh, so anyone with information about the most recent incident is asked to contact police. This is a terrible story. The Lower Marion community is grieving the loss of a high school principal who was tragically killed in a car accident Saturday while driving his son to a soccer game. Sean Hughes has been the principal of Lower Marion School District for 14 years. He was also a coach, husband, and father survived by his wife and three kids. Mourners stopped by the school Sunday leaving items like flowers, notes, and Lower Marion gear outside of Hughes's office. One person left a note that said character counts on his window. According to those who knew him. Uh, He said character counts was his motto and he really lived by that. His death shocked the community. The district said that he had been driving his son Nolan to a soccer game in Winslow Township, New Jersey when the accident happened. His son survived the wreck with non-life threatening injuries. In response to the tragedy, Laura Marion Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Khalid Mumin, issued a statement that reads, they greeted him in the halls by calling out his signature name Hughes. Mm. He welcomed each one at ninth grade orientation and proudly handed out diplomas at their graduation in the years between, he emceed their amazing ace competitions in a gold sequin jacket, inducted students into the National Honor Society, and recognized merit scholars. He encouraged student voice at every turn. The door to his office was always open, and I know that many will carry his message of character counts throughout their lives. It is an understatement to say his impact on his students is immeasurable. And these words aren't just um, like nice words to say about somebody in memoriam. These, these, this is absolutely the truth. I, two of my best friends... Uh, teach and our administrators at that high school. And I was talking to um, my best friend's wife, who is an administrator and has worked with him for the, his entire run there. And she's just absolutely devastated. He was her mentor. Uh, and just, you know, who's saying that you just can't get any better. Oh, than man. This guy. Yeah, That's my horrible. son is in this school district. He goes to a different high school, goes to Harriton. There are two in Lower Marion. Um, but uh, 
amongst his friends, the text chain started on Saturday and people were starting to get this report that this poor man had passed away and he's driving his kid to a soccer Summer game on a Saturday yeah. morning, yeah. you know, and, and, and to lose him. Uh, like this, it's just awful. It's a, it's a tragic story. Mumin says administrators throughout the district will support the high school's assistant principals and staff in the coming weeks to ensure the students continue to be supported during this difficult time. All 10 Lower Marion schools will be closed on Monday because of the tragic incident. The COVID-19 vaccination clinic scheduled for Lower Marion High School on Monday will also be postponed. Classes were canceled at Truman High School in Bristol Township on Friday after more than 30 faculty members called out of work, but officials do not believe the absences are due to a COVID 19 outbreak. The Bristol Township School District said Truman was forced to close when 33 faculty members indicated they would not be in school on Friday. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, The district did not have enough substitutes to cover the number of call outs and classes were canceled. I've got too much duty with my In a statement, the district said that they have no reason or data to support the belief that the call-out is a result of COVID. According to officials, the Bucks County Department of Health did not contact the school about any coronavirus infections. Officials uh, did not insinuate what might have caused the faculty member to to call out in such large numbers. Uh, Staff that did not call out were instructed to report to the building on Friday. In sports this morning. The Eagles beat the Broncos 30-13 to yesterday afternoon. Cornerback <laughs> Darius Slay scooped up a loose football on the final play of the third quarter and returned it 83 yards for a touchdown. And rookie Devonta Smith hauled in two touchdown passes from Jalen Hurts. The Eagles improved to 4-6, and six, rushed for 214 yards, and won their fourth road game of the season. They're back at home on Sunday night against the New Orleans Saints. Hey, did you hear they did it? They did it. They did, did it. do it. Yeah. The Flyers won, uh, won and lost one over the weekend. They beat the Carolina, the Carolina Hurricanes on Friday. The Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina Hurricanes. Those guys are tough. But on Friday, they lost to the Dallas Stars. We're Carolina, and we're proud. They're back home tomorrow night, and we'll take on the Calgary Flames at seven o'clock. The Sixers, who have lost four straight games to fall to eight and six, are on the road tomorrow night with a game in Utah against the Jazz. Sixers assistant coach Dave Yeager is leaving the team for several weeks to undergo chemotherapy and radiation treatments for a form of head and neck cancer. The 47-year-old has undergone treatments while coaching for the past two weeks, missing only one road game, but the Sixers road trip requires him to step away and stay back for treatment in Philadelphia. Yeager told the Sixers players, assistant coaches, and staff of his cancer in a post-game meeting after Saturday night's loss to the Pacers in Indiana. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. And uh, Monday Reset, welcome home. Hopefully, uh, weekend was enjoyable for all of them on the cooler side this weekend. But uh, it was yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's okay to get those sort of blustery days around this time. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah. So uh, and like I said, we're bizarrely going to be back up to seventy degrees on Thursday. That's a that's a one time deal though. Warming up uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and then back to the stuff that we're getting even a little bit cooler than today because we're only going to get up to maybe fifty degrees. But uh, we got some other things to keep in mind. Uh, we have a new word of the week prize, 500 bucks. That's from Ashley Home Store. Very, very simple. Plain old prize, $500 in cash. We love giving that away. So the letter of the day at the end of the program. 
Uh, we also have uh, cool stuff for Stupid Question this week. We're off air talking about Fogo to Show. We have $150 gift cards to Fogo to Show uh-huh. to give away for the Stupid Question every day this week, which is pretty cool, too. Uh, we are officially, our live stream on YouTube is up and running, so if you want to consume things that way, you can certainly do that. And I know there was one other thing I was going to mention before we get started. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> we have... Oh yeah! You know what we got to start doing? We got to start doing that Christmas miracle invites. Yes, yes. we haven't done that yet. No, okay. well, I'm not going to do one right no. now just yet. But I, but I want to get the because I'm I haven't talked to Casey ahead of time, and I don't know if that's well. We actually we have a meeting today. Uh, oh, so we're not the, doing it yet. Though. We're not going to do it yet. But um, in the meeting discussions, uh, we're we're going to discuss all right Christmas miracle how we want to give you because. It's smaller again this year. It is. We, we, we paired it back. We're in the 360 lounge. Yeah. And, uh, Which you know, is so, a great lounge. Yep, yep, yep. I love that spot. So just to save the date, Friday, December 17th, by the way, huge prizes all morning long. And Miller Lite, our sponsor, so we'll do the ugly sweater thing again. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll have guest pie and all that good stuff. So uh, the, let's see, we already, we already did have... Uh, one of the Miller Lite pre-parties uh, this past Friday. So there'll be more coming up. We'll get you details on that, how you can get out and win some tickets for that event because it is a live event and we want live people to be there with the whole thing. All right, so I guess we can take... No, we can't. No, no, what? you can. You can. You Are can, you sure? Yes, I, I promise you. Big, well, you all my just... monitor, you can't see it on, on your no. side board, but everything just went blank. Oh, that sucks. On my yeah. monitors. But let me see if I hit this button, we'll hear music. Yeah, there it is. Okay. So we'll take a break. We will come back in a moment. We will get into the entertainment report. A stupid question as well. So stay there. We'll be back in just a moment. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, we're going to give away, like I said a little while ago, a $150 Fogo to Show gift card. Yum. And the question that I have for you is literary in nature. What do the letters J.D. stand for in J.D. Salinger's name? Mm-hmm. Two, one, five, two, six, three. That's w- a good one. Yeah, I've never known the answer to this until this morning. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right, so what do the letters J.D. stand for in J.D. Salinger's name? I'll mention some birthdays. We're waiting for that answer. Today is Monday, November 15th. We'll start with singer Petula Clark, oh. who had the song Downtown. Like this song. I Wasn't this the song? For some reason, I um, associate this with something bad. Is it because it was it in the Britney Murphy movie that? Um, not well, Brit- yeah, Britney Murphy and um, Angelina Jolie. What was that movie? Oh, Girl oh, Interrupted. Girl. Yes, what, yeah. They're, this, they're in the hallway. This... They're in the hallway. They're singing to the girl. Okay. Uh, she's playing the guitar, and that's and the, yes, that's the song. Okay. Well, it's yeah, and so therefore it gives me this kind of depressing yeah. feeling when I hear it too, Kathy. From that, they were trying to cheer her up by singing yeah. Downtown. I, I remember it differently, Preston. And maybe you remember this years ago when they had Radio Free Europe. Do you remember okay. that? They would um, do a commer- they do commercials like PSAs, and they would show a DJ playing this um, 
playing music, you know, from the, uh, uh, all, you know, to to Soviet uh, Russia and to other areas, and it was it was an interesting thing. But they picked this song to be the song they oh. play. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, she is eighty nine years old today, Petula Clark. Uh, the actress Beverly D'Angelo. Oh, I love her. From uh, National Lampoon Vacation movies. She's great. She's 70 years old today, by the way. Don't forget that she played and did a fantastic job playing Patsy Cline in Coal Miner's Daughter. That's right. Um, what else has she been in throughout the years? You know what? She's very funny, Preston. She's in the second <clears throat> Harold and Kumar movie. She plays a brothel owner <laughs> who shoots... Uh, um, it got from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Neil Patrick Harris in the back with a shotgun. Right. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so she, uh, I mean, I most recently I remember her from, uh, she was in Entourage. Yes. Yeah, she was like Ari's rival. Like yeah. a nemesis. Yeah. 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 And so the problem is she's got that smoker lady yeah. voice. Right. And so that has happened in the last, I don't know, 15 years or so. And, Steve, she was the mom in American History X. That's oh, right. Oh, my that, God. She's be- like be- bedridden. Um, yeah, and she was a heavy smoker yeah, yeah. in that uh, in that uh, movie. She's seventy today. Uh, Kevin Eubanks, Philly guy. Yeah, Tonight Show with uh, Jay Leno, band leader. He's from Germantown, I believe. Great musician. Uh, yep, and he turns uh, sixty four. Just seems like a, a nice dude too. Just one of those people that just seems he's just got a good composure. His composure is really nice. Was it Winton or Branford who was uh, on the Tonight Show? Uh, before? It was Branford. All right, so Branford had. Um, trouble laughing along at Chase jokes. Yeah, if he didn't find it funny. <laughs> yeah. Rambert's a pretty straight shooter, man. <laughs> yeah. He is who he is, and he doesn't necessarily play along if he doesn't Kevin want could to. go along a little but bit Kevin more. Kevin is a little bit more affable. He's uh, 64 today. Actor Sam Waterston. Oh. Yes. Uh, Law and Order. Great. Yeah. Uh, also part of the one of the greatest SNL skits of all times, the one about the robots stealing old people's medications. Right. Anybody else watch uh, Grace and Frankie on Netflix? No. He's in that. Uh, he ends up um, marrying Martin Sheen. Uh, he, he's in a long-time marriage and then uh, realizes late in life that he's gay. And then so um, uh, it's, a, it's a good show. Do you know he's really good in, too? He's, he's plays Nick Carraway in the Robert Redford, Mia Farrow, uh, Great Gatsby. He's okay. Excellent. Uh, so he's 81 today. Uh, Chad... Kroger, hey, of Nickelback, is uh, 47 today, and uh, he's been here in our studio before. Yeah, uh, Zach, I think during yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Uh, the that's interview when we actually started liking him. Yes, yeah. yeah, but we replayed that interview, didn't we? Over the uh, when we went to we the uh, Hall of Fame induction. Uh, so he celebrates his 47th birthday today, Chad Kroger. <laughs> uh, another. Musical birthday and a little throwback to last week and a contest we did on Friday. It is Annie Fried Lingstad's birthday. She is one of the singers of ABBA. She turned 76 years old today. She's the blonde one, right? We had some people that I think she, yeah, I think she is because the other one is Frida. Yeah, Frida did that song with uh, Phil Collins. Um, Who's Frida? She's my secretary. Thank you. Oh, oh that, that, no, that's Frida's boss. Yeah. I'm Frida's boss. Who's Frida? My secretary. You're right. Uh, so, uh, anyhow, and somebody emailed in with some other ABBA before and after. Oh, yeah? Oh, dude, I from a guy one. named Greg. You want me to try one out on Yeah, you? Okay, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see if you guys can get this right. Uh, okay, well, he didn't word these properly. It should be. Okay. It should be a, uh, a Swedish. Oh, yeah, he did put this here. A Swedish pop band and what Hannibal Lecter ate with liver. Oh. Uh, uh, Abba beans. Faba beans and a nice candy. Yes, yeah, yeah, Steve got it. Yeah, Faba beans. beans. Yeah, okay. Yes. You're great. <laughs> Can we try one more? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. 
I saw one here a second ago that would go well. Hang on a second. I got one. Uh, A Swedish pop band and a television show based in England, which is basically about the help of a... What? Of a castle. I don't even know. Downtown Downtown Abbey? Downtown Downtown, Abbey. Downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) All right, man. Here here it is. This is the one. A childhood game that you play with furniture. So it's a a Swedish... Oh, don't touch the lava. (laughs) The floor is lava. The floor is lava. Uh, Okay. 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 Close enough. (laughs) We're done playing this game. So we're going to move on now. Lava, peppers, and eggs. It is... No, peppers and onions. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Apple peppers and onions. <laughs> That's your okay. Friday, yeah. I'm now officially moving on. Okay. Johnny, actor Johnny Lee Miller has his birthday today. Huh. He is uh, 49 years old. So I really didn't remember him, uh, but he was in Train Spotting and Hackers, and he's an ex-husband of Angelina Jolie. Uh, yeah, I think she recently reconnected with him, didn't she? Oh, really? She? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if they're a thing, but, I yeah. guess they met, met on Hackers. She was in Hackers, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, she yeah. had, like, a real sort of, uh, um, goth look to her in Hackers. You remember that? Yeah. He's 49 today. Uh, actress, uh, Shailene Woodley. She's been in the news lately because her boyfriend is Aaron Rodgers. But uh, movies like uh, The Descendants, The Fault in Our Stars, and the Divergent series. She's good. She's a good uh, actress. She's 30 today. Uh, then you have uh, actor uh, Asia Kate Dillon, who is a oh. non-binary actor on Billions. Yeah, and Billions. Orange is the New Black. Uh, they are great on Billions. Uh, they prefer non-binary um, pronouns, right? So it's um, so it's it that's how you refer to her. Uh, Asia. Yes. Uh, so thirty-seven years old today, and then the last birthday is model Lily Aldridge. Lily, Lily, Lily. <laughs> I had to look her up. I, I don't really know. Models anymore. There was a time know, right? where you had, you know, super, quote unquote supermodels. Yeah, you had to know. Them. And there was like, you know, six or seven, and yeah. that was about it. And they were the, they were protecting us. I looked up Lily. She's beautiful, as you would imagine. Yeah. Uh, she's 36 years old today, so she's. As you can imagine. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see if somebody knows the answer to the stupid question. What do the letters JD stand for in JD Salinger? We'll go to Melissa. Hi there, Melissa. Hey, good morning. Good morning. All right, so J.D. Salinger, what does J.D. stand for? Jerome David. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> Jerome David Salinger. Uh, hang on, Melissa. You just got yourself a $150 gift card for Fogo to show. And when you order at Fogo, you don't order an entree. You order a night of different things to taste and enjoy. Experiences carved tableside. Get to Fogo to discover your next and or what's next. And you can make a reservation for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. At the box office this weekend, no big surprise. Number one was the Eternals. You know, anytime you get a Marvel title title out in the theaters, it's going to be number one. It made $27.4 million. Followed by Clifford the Big Red Dog at $14.5 million. Dune is still in the top three. Followed by No Time to Die, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Ron's Gone Wrong, The French Dispatch, Belfast is number eight. Oh, see that. Number nine is Spencer, and uh, rounding out the top ten was Rantlers, <laughs> 1, 1. 1.1 million. That's so these, uh, these called Antlers. movies yeah. are starting to get more box office traction, even though some of them, like Shang-Chi, is 
uh, now on uh, it's HBO. It's on Disney Plus. It's Disney Plus, yeah. 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 yeah, but there was like a, even as recently as two or three months ago, Preston, when you would get to the 8th, ninth, 10th, they were in the hundreds of thousands of Correct. dollars, yeah. you know, and Correct. now they're over a million. So, yeah. Steve, to your point, like they're sticking around longer and they're making more money, which is a good Getting sign. Back to Rantlers. And Rantlers. And Rantlers. Yeah. Hanging in the top 10. How Absolutely. about that? <laughs> All right. Uh, Britney Spears' conservatorship has been terminated after 13 yeah, years. The California court has determined it. I was waiting outside her house on Saturday, <laughs> Preston. I flew out to L.A. and oh, nice. joined the, the gang. We were all so thrilled. Uh, Judge Brenda Penny ruled on Friday afternoon and said the court finds and determines that the conservatorship of the person and the estate of Britney Jean Spears is no longer required. The November 12th hearing was brief, ran smoothly as all parties consented to termination. The pop star was not present at the hearing. Uh, her attorney, though, Matthew Rosengart, began speaking to the judge by reading from his client's testimony that she delivered back in June, stating that her wish is for the conservatorship to end without evaluation. Uh, quote, the record is clear. The time has come today. Uh, Rosengart told the judge that he has put in place a safety net on both the personal and financial side of Spears' affairs. Uh, and he said that we have engaged in an orderly transition of power. Uh, the conservatorship is fully terminated, but accountant John Zabel, who replaces Spears' father, Jamie, following his suspension, will have limited and administrative uh, control, I guess. I lost the second page of so, the story. Uh, I think they're still investigating this whole uh, thing about him, uh, the dad, Jamie Spears, bugging her bedroom with oh, uh, audio equipment. God. And that's something that is not going away. So they're still involved with that aspect of this whole thing. I wonder what will be next for Britney, if anything will indeed be next, as far as high profile and in in the public eye goes. She's you know? getting married. That's coming up. And she's also apparently has said that she wants to walk away from uh, entertaining for a while, for a couple of years. Okay. Well, I mean, we... Remember, she had that residency in Vegas for a while. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes. Huh. All right. So there's a little bit, a little bit of a spoiler alert in this particular uh, story, and it concerns the morning show with Jennifer Aniston. So I don't know if you're all caught up or not, but just giving you a, a quick uh, oh, bit I'm of not. You're not? Cover your ears. Oh. It's no Cover your headphones. <laughs> uh, so Jennifer Aniston sat down with USA to discuss the moment her character on the morning show, Alex, uh, contracted COVID-19. Uh, she said, bringing the pandemic on to the show felt normal. Uh, the 52-year-old said, I would feel even stranger to be doing a Western or something that had nothing to do with it, where you really had to just live in an alternate universe where COVID didn't exist. <laughs> uh, Aniston said her character's diagnosis is very poetic in a way. It's the final straw just to take her fully down to her knees and strip her completely naked. She also opened up about a statement and which she said she had cut off people who weren't vaccinated in real life, generating some headlines, not in a good way. But she clarified it, saying, I wasn't cutting people off, like, how dare you not be vaccinated? Uh, it felt like my responsibility as a human being, because there are people that work here in my office who are compromised health-wise. Uh, the reality is, if someone who is unvaccinated comes into my home and they're asymptomatic and they don't know that they have it, it's a very dangerous situation. So for me, it's being mindful of people who have health issues. It's so. been an interesting season because they, they've definitely shot some during the the height of the pandemic. when it, and, and so it starts, season two starts right before the pandemic really got awful. Uh, and, and so they have scenes in and around New York City where the streets are empty and nobody's mm. out there. And so it's kind of interesting to see how they film that and, and how they then incorporated it into the show. Yeah, I heard it's a great show. I, I'm, I've watched the first couple episodes, and we've, we're going to get back into it. It gets dark. 
Uh, Dakota Johnson has spoken about her grandmother, Tippi Hedren's experiences in Hollywood. Yeah. And how she believes her career was ruined by mm. Alfred Hitchcock. Now, you'd, you'd think the other way because he kind of discovered her. But Alfred Hitchcock had, a, you know, a, a, a very troubling history. Yeah. Uh, Johnson took part in the Hollywood Reporter's Awards Chatter podcast where she explained that Hedrum was, quote, very encouraging when the time came to pursue her own career despite the abuse that Hedrum endured. She said, she's always been really honest and firm about standing up for yourself. That's what she did. She said Hitchcock ruined her career because she didn't want to sleep with him. And he terrorized her. Uh, he was never held accountable. Uh, Hedron, who is 91, claimed that she was sexually assaulted by Hitchcock several times during the making of his 1963 film The Birds, as well as 1964's Marnie. Uh, she said, it's completely unacceptable for people in a position of power to wield that power over someone in a weaker position, no matter the industry. Uh, Johnson said, it's hard to talk about because she's my grandmother. You know, you don't want to imagine somebody taking advantage of your grandmother. And said, I think the thing that she's been so amazing uh, for me and with my mother is just like, no, do not put up with that crap from anybody, she said. She would say it in a far more eloquent way. She's such a glamorous movie star still. She'd say dookie. Uh, Hedron wrote that she didn't tell anyone of the assault because sexual harassment and stalking were terms that did not exist in the early 60s. Well, there's there's that movie with Scarlett Johansson and uh, Anthony Hopkins playing Alfred Hitchcock where... It's about the making of Psycho, and you can see how he was with his actresses. Yep. And he had a type. He had that blonde, porcelain skin, mm-hmm. Grace Kelly um, sort of look, and that's that was his thing. Last week, Johnson received some criticism for saying that she's mixed. Uh, she has mixed feelings when it comes to cancel culture and her controversial former co-stars, Johnny Depp, Army Hammer, and Shia LaBeouf. Uh, she said, uh, apparently all three men, she didn't say this, all three men have uh, been accused of abuse. Uh, which they have all denied. However, Johnson said that she felt, quote, sad that the actors have been subsequently canceled while also expressing her sympathy for anyone who was harmed or hurt. She said, I never experienced that firsthand from any of those people. Uh, She said she had an incredible time working with them. She said, I feel sad for the loss of great artists. I feel sad for people needing help and perhaps not getting it in time. And I feel sad for anyone who was harmed or hurt. She's just sad. She's just sad. I wonder if she ever went to Army Hammer's house for dinner. Imagine uh-huh. that. Would you, if you, with the cannibalism stuff, would you re, <laughs> reconsider what you might have had that night? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He's into that. Uh, Meadow Walker. I had to look her up. That yeah. is Paul Walker's daughter, 23 years old, revealed that she had a tumor review removed a few years ago. Whoa. Shared a picture of herself wearing a medical hair cover and... Uh, uh, fiducial markers, which are used for an MRI to create 3D scans on the brain. Right. Uh, these spots, were, these uh, marks were on her forehead. She wrote, two years ago today, <clears throat> and I've come a very long way. Bye-bye, tumor. Uh, blessed and grateful. Uh, she captioned the photo. Uh, celeb pals, including Christy Turlington and Vin Diesel, shared their love for her. So I guess they were they were able to take care did of her. Did Vin Diesel walk her down the aisle? I think she got he, married. Yeah, recently. yeah he uh, did, right? I assume that's her. I don't know if Paul Walker had more daughters, but yes, right, he right, did yeah, yeah. last week, I think it took place, or maybe the week, uh, just the week before, but not that long ago. Former bachelor Ben Higgins married Jessica Clark yeah. in Nashville, Tennessee over the weekend. Tells people he gets a, that's him on the mic at the reception. I just want to say I love her, I love you. 
Uh, he tells people, I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. <laughs> I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it. Uh, he said, we have... I'm so excited. <laughs> That we have so much to look forward to. And I know that we have a beautiful marriage. Yes. Uh, several Bachelor alums uh, joined as well. How exciting. Uh, yeah. Nick uh, Viale. Yes, uh, of course. Becca Cuffrin. Yeah. Thomas Jacobs. The Goats. And Wells Adams. Wells Adams. Oh, of yeah. all time. Yeah, of course. Wells is, uh, is my man. Yeah, so they uh, uh, they were all there. Wells was. is actually, uh, I think, engaged to uh, from Modern Family. The eldest daughter, what's her name again? Sarah, uh, Sarah Hyland? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, no. Sarah Hyland's the mom, right? No. 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 Who's That's the mom? Julie something. Julie yes. Bowen. Bowen, yeah. yes. Yeah, I think. Yeah. You're right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, at a pre-wedding party, so let's go to another wedding. Yay! Wedding I love weddings. Don't uh, you get This is a pre-wedding party for Simon Huck. Simon Huck? And Phil Rapatella. Kim Kardashian, who is, of course, in the midst of divorcing Kanye, performed a last-minute stand-up routine. Oh, she's great. What? Uh, yeah, so I guess she got up on stage, and she said, I was a little bit confused because I haven't really figured out this marriage thing myself. So I don't know what kind of advice and things I'm going to give you guys tonight. <laughs> I fingered the guy. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> and she added, she fingered, fingered the, the guy. guy. <laughs> uh, so that was her... She's good at those off-the-cuff jokes. That was her big line, yeah. you know. <laughs> I didn't expect that That's one. That's her catchphrase. I fingered the guy. That's her theater done. <laughs> I fingered the guy? Yeah. So. She has a cap. She wears a cap that says, I fingered the guy. <laughs> what? What? Look at your catchphrase there. Uh, okay. Catchphrase comedy. Yeah. So that was it. <laughs> Simon Huck and She turns Phil. to the camera. I fingered the guy. <laughs> Portella, they got married, or no? It was a pre pre wedding. It was a Nutella thing, but they had uh, they hired Kim. Uh, so speaking, let's stay with the whole wedding Please. theme okay. for a little while. This is a an engagement. Actor Taylor Lautner and his girlfriend Tay Dome are engaged now. Uh, were the, you Team Taylor or were you Team Pattinson? Uh, oh, I was. Uh, I was on another team. Okay, I was on a whole other team. I was playing a different sport. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Do I, you remember when all that was happening? Those oh movies my rolling out. God, it was. It's so Everywhere. funny how yeah. big those stories were. Gigantic, and now yeah. they're just laughably banal. I went yeah. to uh, the town where a lot of that was filmed in Washington State oh, this yeah? summer. It's called Forks. and uh, They didn't burn it down? <laughs> well, you know, they are still trying to milk the tourism out of that. Uh, <laughs> Midnight the, 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 well, Twilight. Oh, Twilight, right. Yeah, and uh, I mean, there's like a little Twilight Museum. There's not a whole lot going on in Forks, so I can there's understand. There's a Twilight Museum? Yeah, I mean, there's like the, the uh, board of... Um, I don't know tourism or whatever. They, they, there's posters of wow. Taylor Lautner and Robert Pattinson that look I like, guess like so. they're about ten years old, and yeah, yeah they're trying to milk it still. Well, anyhow, the couple both shared images of a romantic marriage proposal on their Instagram pages on Saturday. They're surrounded by rose petals and candles. It's beautiful. He's pictured wearing a suit while I love on, you. <laughs> on one knee, holding a ring box and looking up at dome. He posted eleven eleven twenty twenty one on Instagram. Those are numbers, and he wrote, and just like that. That all of my wishes came true. true. <laughs> uh, Dome, I played a werewolf. A registered nurse echoed the announcement, saying, "My absolute best friend. What? I cannot wait. To sp- <laughs> I cannot wait to spend forever with you." He got skinny, Taylor Lautner. Uh, yeah, he has uh, definitely. He used uh, to be really buffed up. Yeah, I mean, I, for I, the movies. 
I, I do hate I that. I was a werewolf. That phrase, I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. Like, you already are. Yeah. You, you're in the process. You, you're in, you already are yeah. in the process of spending the rest of your life with her, so. Shut up. <laughs> so you don't have to wait anymore. You don't have to wait anymore. No. Uh, the couple went public with their relationship in 2018 when Lautner shared uh, images of the duo dressed up for Halloween on his Instagram page. His sister, uh, McKenna Lautner, shared in the couple's excitement and commented on their announcements about how excited you know, she was. His name was bandied about when all that stuff was going on with Brian Singer. Remember when he was sort of grooming? Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think he the word was he might have attempted to put the moves on Taylor Lautner. Maybe, maybe. But was rebuffed. Uh, well, let's let's keep going, all right? Because yes? Paris and Carter Ring oh! uh, continued their epic wedding, uh, wedding celebration this weekend. With a carnival at Santa Monica Pier. The 40-year-old wore a Barbie-inspired wedding outfit Friday night. A full-length... Full-length Barbie. Asymmetric hot pink gown with tulle and mesh overlay embellished with bling. What? Uh, She also wore pink Ah! heart-shaped sunglasses and a pink wedding veil. Sounds like uh, a real circus. She shared images of herself with Riam, uh, sister Nikki, brother Baron, and mom Kathy, aunt Kyle, uh, aunt Kylie Richards, and a host of uh, Jethro and Ellie Mae. Media influencers and DJ uh, Diplo, who kept the party going. Uh, Hilton's wedding singer, Demi Lovato, and Billy Idol, uh, plus uh, Lily Pons and Lance Bass also showed up to partake. Wow. So it's multi-millions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, he is very, he's fabulously wealthy, as you'd well imagine, right? So he... he uh, I don't know where he comes from. Uh, he, he definitely has money. I know that. Uh, at the pier, they danced, uh, hung out, and uh, whack-a-mole, popping, uh, balloon popping, mini basketball games, ring tosses, and on and on. This is the actual wedding? No, it's the third day of the wedding. Uh, yeah, there were street performers on stilts, and Paris gave out boxes of her perfume. Did so they rent out the whole pier for themselves? I, I guess so. They rented out the Pacific. That kind of sucks for yeah. anybody else who was trying to go to the pier that day. They'll be divorced in two years. Yeah, yeah don't worry. <laughs> Several celebs showed up for the enormous wedding on Thursday after her grandfather's former estate, including Kim Kardashian, Nicole Richie, Paula Abdul, B.B. Rexa, uh, Emma Roberts, and Norma Stitz. <laughs> Norma Stitz was there? Yeah. Wouldn't it be great, yeah. it be yeah. great to just have, like, next to somebody, like, a head of state? Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> Norma Stitz. Norma yeah. Stitz. What do you do? I have huge knockers. Yeah. Nick, it's like the poor people that come to the Cardboard Classic, come to Jack Frost oh, to go yeah. skiing for the day and don't know that we're going to be there with, like, 500 of our closest friends. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, picked a bad day. <laughs> Uh, all right, how about this? We're done with the weddings. Yes. We're, we're finished. It was lives. magical and wonderful and full of love. Uh, so, and just like that, a new chapter begins, says Sarah Jessica Parker's Carrie in the new HBO Max teaser for its Sex and City revival. And just like that, uh, it stars her, Cynthia Nixon, and Kristen Davis in a revival that will explore the complications of life and friendship in their 50s. Is anyone in this room excited about this? or? <laughs> Interested? No. Oh, no. I'm not at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do not care in the slightest. Uh, Chris Noth, uh, David Eigenberg, uh, Evan Handler, Mario Cantone, and uh, the late Willie Garson are returning. Oh, he's uh, in it. Not Kim Cattrall. Yeah, I guess That's they good. filmed some scenes. So uh, the show will bow on December 9th, by the way. All right, a movie called Prey. Yes. P R E Y is set to stream on Hulu in the U.S. and star globally uh, in the summer of 2022. Uh, Prey is part of the Predator universe. 
I'd be uh, curious to see what this is uh, like. Uh, its official logline is set in the world of the uh, Comanche Nation 300 years ago. So this goes all the way back when the Predators start visit, started visiting Earth. Yeah, for sport, right? You know, that's, uh, the slug line for the movie is, I fingered the guy. It said, uh, <laughs> no. the action thriller follows Naru, the skilled warrior who fiercely protects her tribe against a highly evolved alien predator. Interesting. Very interesting. Take. I would be curious to see what a uh, what the Predator or uh, of that period, a couple hundred years ago, would have at their disposal. Yeah, if it was uh, less tech. Right, like maybe. Nerf guns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They hadn't really, you know, <laughs> figured out that technology no, right. for the, the laser thing on his shoulder. This isn't good. Yeah, Nerf. It's hard it just to kill these right yeah. off of them. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. The Great British Bake Off has been renewed by British Network Channel 4 through 2024. I love this show. It's a good show. I love the show. I watched, so I ended up watching a lot of the Halloween Bake Off stuff with, and the uh, the Christmas. Uh, give me a holiday Bake Off show and I'm there. Steve, why is it so, why do you want to binge that show as much as you do? Because I do. Because it's, I don't know that it's creative and it has sort of that Iron Chef thing where they yeah. give them you know, specific ingredients, and and it's so manipulative, and the clock is ticking five minutes, <laughs> and um, and but I love it. Uh, so this will include Bake Off, an extra slice, Junior Bake Off, Bake Off. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry, Junior Bake Off, Bake Off, the professionals, jerk off the Bake Off, the great celebrity <laughs> Bake Off for stand up to cancer, and the great. Pottery Throwdown. Ooh. Okay. Have, have you watched the uh, the British version? It's the best version, I think. Uh, yeah, that's that's the only version I've seen. Yeah, this, this is an American version. That's okay. But the British version, the the, the judges are all really, uh, really uh, cool. What's but wait the, a minute. The, the Great Pottery Throwdown. Okay. I, I don't know anything about that. But I, I, I guess maybe you're because you you bake pots, right? Like, do you not? Well, yeah. I would do, maybe not. maybe they're going to be you know they're going to have a kiln or something like that. <laughs> you also, Tastes uh, terrible. You also throw clay, so maybe the throw in that. Huh. Well, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good question. Nick's going to look that up and see if we can find a description of the uh, plot or the uh, the format of that particular show. So in the movie Ghost, you know, in that the pottery thing, scene, yeah. the, the pottery scene, uh, they. Eventually, do make love after that, right? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. They wash their hands. No. Okay. <laughs> His dong is covered in clay. <laughs> I did that not long ago. The not making love, the uh, throwing clay. <laughs> it's really difficult. I did it with uh, your friend uh, Eva Preston. She's okay. A, and, and she's um, a sculptor. Sculptor and incredibly talented. I had no idea what a workout that was. You you really have to manipulate the clay. Yeah. It's really hard. You're did you play on Chain Melody? Uh, well, yeah, of course. You have to. Did you wash your hands after that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, when you yeah, spanked you it later on, were your hands yeah. clean or covered made, in clay? I made love to myself, but I had <laughs> washed my hands. Uh, so, yeah, they said, uh, this is according to the CEO of Love Productions, we are delighted to have extended uh, bake-offs stay on Channel 4 for another three years. So if you like that show, it's continuing on. All right, one last story, and then we will move on. Uh, according to Hollywood Reporter, the Doctor Strange sequel, yes. uh, multi-universe of madness, is about to undergo some significant reshoots. Huh. Uh, sources say that reshoots are common. One saying uh, we've had bigger reshoots on the other MCU movies. And again, another source says that uh, given that they'll be filming to the end of the year, uh, that's like a whole other movie that they're reshooting. Hmm. Uh, so in the Multiverse of Madness uh, also brings back uh, Benedict Wong's Wong character, uh, Chwil- Chidwell, uh, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor's, I always mess his name it's up. It's a tough name. Uh, turncoat uh, Carl Mordo, I've been wondering what's happening with him. Yep, yep. 
Rachel McAdams, Christine will be back as well on top of bringing Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch into this wing of the MCU. Which you saw teased at the end of WandaVision. Correct. Yes. All right, we're ready for clips now. In uh, Kingstown, Michigan, the McCluskey family brokers between police, criminals, inmates, prison guards, and more. In this clip, Emma Laird talks about what she wanted to bring to her Mayor of Kingstown character. Here we go. I just wanted to tell the truth because I think some of the things that that Iris goes through are are really harrowing. They're really the worst things that women can go through. And I really just wanted it to be authentic. And I really wanted to. I I knew I was doing a good job when when I was really not in a good place emotionally and mentally because it felt authentic to me. Blah, blah, blah. Mayor of Kingstown is streaming now on Paramount+. Plus. Actually, just started watching this last night. I don't know who her character is. I don't know if I've met her yet. She plays uh, Lottie. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I remember <laughs> her. No, it's um, it's really, really good. It's really interesting. It's not necessarily what I uh, had envisioned or what I you thought You were thinking of a be. baking competition, right? I was, where they were throwing clay. <laughs> it looks good. The cast think, is certainly stellar. What did you think it was going to be? Um, I thought it was going to be more, like, Gangsterish. Oh, and what is it? Uh, it's so the the premise of this is um like this one particular area. There are a an s load of prisons in a small um square square mileage. And uh, Jeremy Renner's character and his brother they kind of like help you know things on the inside by you know doing things on the outside. So they're bad guys. Um. Badish. They don't think of themselves that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so and they they sort of discuss that at the end of the uh, very first episode. All right. Interesting. All right. Streaming yeah. on Paramount Plus. Here's the next clip for you. In Cowboy Bebop, a ragtag crew of bounty hunters travel the galaxy for the most dangerous criminals, but only for the right price. In this clip. John Cho talks about his perspective on this movie adaptation. I think it's important to like what you're, uh, the source material, uh, but I came to it late, obviously, and fell in love when I saw it, which was uh, after I got the role. But, but yeah, I don't think it needs to be a prerequisite. I think also there are certain things, certain steps along the way where I went, oh, I'm kind of glad in this moment that I came in fresh. Cowboy Bebop is coming to Netflix this Saturday if did, you are interested. Did you watch the series the uh, when it was on Adult Swim? No. <clears throat> okay. No, I've never heard of it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, very popular. Okay. Uh, that's my entertainment report for you this morning. We've got Daybreak. Uh, we have a cool Monday in store for us, but bizarrely temperatures warming up to 70 degrees by the time we get to Thursday. But that's like a one-off, and then it returns to kind of what you're experiencing right now. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back in just a moment and uh, welcome you to the work week. We'll be right back. One city. One radio station, one man, 40 years. Oh, dear. In 1981, he jumped in his trusty microbus Minerva and came to Philadelphia. Philadelphia Radio has never seen or heard anything like it. A fantastic run of great music, concert coverage, and real conversations from a who's who of rock royalty and passionate Philly fans. Always live, always local, and almost always in midday. There was that ill-fated morning show. 
You remember, wake up and smell the karma? I don't know quite what happened there. Pierre Robert has devoted his working life to WMMR listeners and our fine village. So we're digging through the MM archives to highlight some of the moments from this long, strange trip that is far from over. Congratulations, Pierre, on 40 years in Philly from your co-workers, your fans, and your grateful friends at 93.3 WMMR. Shame. 93.3 WMMR. Shame. I always think of my buddy who was uh, back in the day when they had the scrambled porn channel. Uh, yeah. yeah. His mom walked in on him <laughs> while he was enjoying himself. and He felt shame. <laughs> You definitely felt shame. So when I hear that song, that's mainly what I think. Well, don't, well if, it, if it was an actual porn movie, he wouldn't feel shame. Yeah. He would say, you're just going to stand there or are you are going to help me? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. But no, he was watching scrambled porn. And it was uncomfortable. You know, as I, I, I just realized as I was sharing that story about the, the my friend in the, in the scrambled porn section right. that there are there are people listening probably that that have no recollection of the Spice Channel. No, no idea. Do you remember that? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. so it was it was a it was a a channel on your on your cable <laughs> and it was if you paid for it, you got straight up hardcore pornography piped in 24 hours a day. We yeah. never paid for it. Okay. I never even looked into that. But it was scrambled and sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes the signal would be clear <laughs> enough and and almost crystal clear, like as if you were paying for it. And I remember those very rare moments of going, how long will it last? <laughs> how long will I have this? I, I read an article about that because there were there were, there was Spice Channel and other channels that were similar to that, that they started to offer the beginning. That was by design when you'd occasionally have a clear signal would kick in. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because okay. that became such the thing... That people go, oh, God, the hell with it. I'm just going to pay for it. Uh, okay. okay, so when you ordered it, you it wasn't you weren't ordering it by the movie or by what was on at that point. Like you, you had it for the month. Yeah, it's like like you got HBO, man. Yeah, wow. You know, you get whatever's whatever's Except coming up on there. The Beast End for boner. Yeah, so it was a different experience. But yeah, God. And, and they would, <laughs> God Almighty. And I used to we had we had a thing pressed. It was called Cinema One Hundred in in New York, and it was when it first it predates HBO. It's like your your prism here mm-hmm. in a way. So you had um, a one box with a with a slide, and when you slid it over to right. the other side, you would get the movies. Right. So with the porn channel, if you slid it three quarters of the way. You'd start to get an un slightly unscrambled porn okay. signal, and I do remember in the daytime hours there would be music playing like this, right, right, like yes, this yes. jazz loop that would just go on and on and on. But after a certain time, uh, they would they would have the regular audio on, right. and you would hear the straight up porn moaning oh, yeah, and yeah. sucking and all that stuff, <laughs> uh, even though it was uh, it was scrambled. So sometimes that was enough. Sometimes just, that was enough. Listen, in a day and age when catalogs your mother got was enough, yeah. you could make hay out of it. I that. mean, you could look at a catalog yeah. and just have the audio playing in yeah. the background. You really were yeah. forced to. Together. Your imagination came into play a lot yeah. more. Like, it, it's, that's it's, the pioneer spirit. Yeah, today's kids. Yeah. I mean, don't you remember, like, at, at an age where... I mean, you could kind of, you really could get off with the with the letters in the penthouse forum, like you know, just oh, yes. absolutely like, oh, reading that. Yes. yes, you kidding yeah. me? For real? It was. I want to see pornography in every home in ten years. <laughs> it was theater of the mind. Yeah, man. that's what it was. Absolutely. What was, what was the? Uh, there was an alternate to uh, the forum that had its own magazine. The uh, 
Pentone Magazine? Yeah, uh, Penthouse oh, Variations yeah. or yeah, Call Me Madam was one was of them. Was that one of them? Yeah. Xavier Hollander. Xavier the, Hollander. The happy Hooker. Yeah. yeah. She had yeah. the lipstick with the... Uh, yeah, with yes. penis. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very wow. subtle. We're bringing back memories. And they were totally made-up stories. Yeah. Somebody wrote they them. Were they were not. They were as no, if they they, were someone real. had actually sent them mail. You'll never believe what happened. <laughs> totally. Uh, and right. But it seems appropriate to talk about that around the holidays. Yeah. About Thanksgiving. It's kind of a... Sure. Penthouse Forum. All right. Well, Anyhow, yeah. I, I don't know why, but I just I, well, I good, thought good of that good thing. memories. But listen, there was a story I wanted to mention, you guys. Uh, I saw this and thought this was kind of interesting. Um, and a, a wedding photographer um, took to TikTok uh, to say that she was recently photographing a wedding with a seasoned professional, someone who had been in the business for ten to fifteen years, and that person told her that there were three signs. That a couple is not going to make oh, it. Oh, wow. Kidding. During the picture process? Yes. Oh, that, that they, right. as a photographer, can tell if a couple's not going to go the distance. I think you see enough, and by <laughs> by certain ratios, you can start to look for patterns. I'm very curious here. And I'm wondering if there are uh, other people uh, that are within that industry, not just uh, photographers, but maybe you know caterers or wedding yeah. planners or even clergy... That when they are getting ready and all the preparations are taking place, that they'll go, Mm-mm. When you, this is not going to work. When you throw it open to the congregants, is there anyone here? And uh-huh. it's, it's the priest who objects. That's actually a bad right? sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I no, don't no, think no, this no. is a good idea. Yeah, this is not good. Mm-hmm. So I had um, one was a caterer said something to me. And so it was not, not for yeah. my wedding, but a friend of mine. Um, I had seen him after the wedding. And he said, what is she doing with him? That's not going to last. Ooh. And sure enough, it didn't last. Okay. Well, here's here's the photographer's three signs. Please, yeah, I want to okay. hear this. So she explained that the first sign is if one of the spouses takes more than three photos without their partner, okay? <laughs> the second okay. is if the bridesmaids or groomsmen will avoid talking about the spouse in any context. And the third is when the couple spend more time with family and friends than with each other during the day, during the day of their wedding. So these are just three little things that they notice. Okay, to, to, I'm curious as to what levels. Uh, I, I remember there was, there was an actually the, the, the marriage did not last. Uh, the I remember the the um, at that time the wife showing me their wedding album, and there were loads of pictures of her, but hardly any pictures of oh, them no. together. Oh, yeah, hardly any. Right. And I'm like, wow. And and like dumb pictures too, because they had like photoshopped her into a TV. Oh, you what? know, like that one. Okay. okay. I know. I uh, one time uh, we were invited to a wedding, and uh, I, I didn't end up making, but a friend did go and said that, uh, and it was through a, um, it was uh, two trainers that were getting married, so physical trainers, okay. you know, and uh, they worked in the same place. And apparently, my friend was there with the coworkers, and while they were up at the altar, they were sitting there going, "No way, no way, oh, <laughs> like, there's oh. no." There's no way these two are going to go the distance, and they didn't. They didn't even make it a year. My brother was a limo driver for okay. years. There's and, another and one. So he was a limo driver, and they were all the the bride and the bridesmaids were in the back of the limo, and the bride was commenting on how hot one of the guys was. Oh, and and, and that marriage did not last. Yep, as you would imagine. As you could imagine. As you can imagine. Uh, there are as you can imagine telltale signs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, those things. I'd be curious to see, like. Uh, in the process, because it's such a um, it's such a divisive process uh, when you're you know making your decisions for for the wedding and the food and the cake and so on and so <laughs> forth. I mean, uh, like I, I just said to 
Claire, uh, please, whatever you want. You know. Oh yeah, me too. I, I'm just happy to be marrying you. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So, yeah. but guy, the guys who really want to participate in that and make the selections, it's they're going down a road to hell. Oh, well, I was there for all of it. You went and, down a road to hell. I did not. Uh, now I kept. <laughs> I kept my 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 P's and Q's to myself, right? right, right yeah. but, but I was there. I was I was uh, no, no, I, I went. I was, I was part of the whole process. And did you not? And yeah, yes. yeah. But I wasn't like, no, this is go- right, how right, it's yeah. going to be. Yeah, when it came to the invitations, I was like, whatever you want. You're yeah. asking the wrong yeah. guy. I the don't only know. thing that I did, pretty much 100, percent was uh, I programmed the dinner music. Okay, and that was it. Okay, that was it. So for that, best of fish, it got, it played. Right? We we played fish. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And it was good stuff, but it yeah. wasn't just fish. But it was the only way I could actually sneak fish into the actual wedding without anybody really going, what the hell is this crap? What's going on? Right. Yeah. Uh, well, anyhow, so keep that in mind. If you happen to be lingering about a wedding ceremony and you yes. notice those three things. Look that, for those telltale signs. Maybe. Yeah. It's funny because you were going over that list, Preston. I'm like, well, all right, I'm divorced. So am I? did any of these things happen in my wedding? <laughs> did uh, they? No. I had a great wedding. Yeah. And, and I think, I hope my ex-wife would agree. We had a really good time at our wedding. It, uh, everything afterwards. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that didn't work so well. That, that day yeah, was that awesome. Beautiful day. That day was yeah. great. You're, you're, you're great people who just... Uh, it was, yeah, no, it, it, I, but it had not. nothing to do yeah. with the wedding itself. Right. Here's Chris, who does DJing for a wedding and wants to chime in on this. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, dude, what's up? So, uh, yeah, one of the telltale signs is if the bride is dancing with more guys than just the groom. Okay. Never. And um, <laughs> I had one story of the bride came up to the booth and said, hey, I'm doing a special dance. With my guy best friend, and it was it was like a slow dance and no like, oh, wow okay sure we'll we'll do this so uh, in today's world you can just look on uh, Facebook at anybody so I remember the name and like maybe three years later those two were married <laughs> there you go. Uh, those two were married oh my God. Uh, yeah when when the, when the bride asked for a pole to be placed on the uh, dance floor. Nice. It's not going to be good. All right, thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Pieces. <laughs> uh, well, with all this judging that we're doing of people, yes. <laughs> I thought this might be an interesting topic to bring up. And I saw this. It was a Reddit thread, and the question was, "What do you instantly judge someone for?" Okay, Ooh. what what and, action or or it can be anything, right? Yeah, and and I, you know, before I even read this, I'm like, well, I. I don't know, you know, do I do that? And after reading a few of these, I'm like, yes, of course you do. Everyone mm-hmm. does to some extent. Mm-hmm. If yep. I see a Hitler mustache, I'm going to make an, a <laughs> right. I'm gonna make a judgment about a guy. Uh, so I'll throw a couple of these out there and feel free to chime in and let us know what you instantly judge people for if you see them doing things. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. So here's one. All right. Uh, walking around the store with their phone on speaker. Oh, Jesus. Get out. I, I, Leave I, the store. I remember when that first started it. was, and, and you didn't have people using the speaker function, and it was initially the next tail phones. Do you remember those? I do. Yeah. And people walk around time. having open <laughs> conversations. I cannot stand someone walking around with their phone on speaker all the time. Mm-hmm. It drives me crazy. Yeah, I agree with you. It completely drives me crazy. I don't get it. Why do you think anyone wants to listen to your conversation? Right. I don't care what you have to say. But I don't know that I'm judging that person. If that person were to hang up the phone and I stood behind them in line, I and like a so for whatever reason a conversation started, like I don't I would be fine to have a conversation with them. I right. don't know that I'm judging somebody for that. Like I have an example of what I would would judge okay. for. Judge for. Um and 
and well, this is probably going to make me sound terrible, but people's shoes. If I look at somebody's shoes, and but let's just listen, right, not right. them okay. as a person. Right. I'm not judging them as a person, but I will look at their shoes, and if they have bad shoes on, I think, okay, from from head to toe, they're going to be uh, n- not fashion forward. They're going to be not... This guy's a pedophile. No, but you know what I mean? But, again, I'm not going to judge you for your, your personality that way, but yeah. I will judge their entire fashion sense based on their shoes. So, and is fashion... Um, <laughs> very important to you in in your judge, or it just keeps, no, that's what it, it I said. I'm not going to judge them. Right. It just informs me of. Uh, I think so. Anyway, I don't know. Is that actually true? I don't know. But like, if I see a bad right. shoe, I'm like, mm. okay. all right. So then, therefore, let me let me try and some summarize this. <laughs> if they're wearing, you know, like a Halston outfit, you know, right. or something really, really super stylish. But they got crap shoes. You will judge the whole thing upon I'll those say, shoes. They ruined the outfit by their okay, shoe. There you go. Ah, all right. All right. All right. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Listen, she yeah, knows what she saying. likes. So it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, so, by the way, the walking around the store with the phone thing, I totally judge those people, Kathy. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't stand them. I'm like, I'm like, to me, that is rude. But here's the weird thing. I don't necessarily know why I think it's rude. Um, it's, you know... Why would I, would I care if it was another person talking out loud to them? You know what I mean? Yeah. In other words, if you were fo- if you're walking if behind two people who were talking to each other, that wouldn't right? bother me. During the conversation, it wouldn't bother you. But, but that bothers me. There's, yes. and, and and I agree. There's something agree. about it that's like that should be a a a private interaction. Because if I don't know, it, it just well, cuts through. The, the 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 sound is a little more piercing. What what I what I don't like is casual conversation. If someone is working yeah. on something and they need to use their hands, or they're yeah. at a store and hey, I want you to talk to this person too. Yeah. Or, or if they're if they're using um, uh, FaceTime uh, video FaceTime, yeah, is this the bread you want? Then you need yeah, to yeah. see that type of right. thing. I'm okay with it then, but I immediately judge. I'm thinking, you are really rude. You're yeah, rude. Yeah, doing this. They have it on FaceTime, and they're going, hey, look at this pedophile's shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Individual. Stop. Stop. Uh, you know what I, I have zero problems judging people on is uh, when you are at a convenience store. Yeah. And you're in line, and they open another register, and then the register uh, attendant says... I'll take the next person in line, and the person in the back of the line goes. Yep, yep. Don't like uh, it. I, I don't automatically like it. judge oh, that yeah. person. I, I do too. Mm-hmm. I will. I will actually. I become. I become a line coordinator at that yeah, you point. Sure. And, hey, and they just said they open. They're open I, over I'll here. Tap the person yeah. there in front of me. That they're next. They're I always waiting. say out loud. I go, oh, they didn't see last person in line. They said next person in line. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot people of people don't care though. A lot of texts coming in saying uh, people who litter. And people who uh, treat uh, servers poorly. Yeah, litter, oh, littering was the first one on this list. Okay, and I'm the same way. You know, if I, if I see somebody flick a cigarette butt out their window, you're immediately a dick to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a former smoker, yeah. and I would not do that. I would flick the cherry off and then set it somewhere in the car and go throw it away. It's ridiculous to do that. People I don't like it. who are rude to servers, in my opinion, should be taken off of this earth. I, I just You mean yeah, like, Ab, actually, you it. say they should be exterminated. You would put them in the, in your pedophile camp. <laughs> with with, with poor, bad shoes. Bad shoes. Uh, I think it is, I think the way you treat people who are in the service industry is an incredible indication of what you are. Preston, you had, uh, like, a, a former producer of the show, oh your God. perception, and I remember you recounting this story, and I would have felt the same way, yep. who just got rude on someone's ass for no reason, and you're like, why? Because that it puffs you up. It makes them feel better, and I, I can't stand that. Listen, I can't stand if, people who get off on that. I have no problem uh, having words with anybody who, you know, in, in any type of industry that's rude to me or, you know, whatever it might be, but, the, like, the people who talk to a server as if they should be running yeah. to go get your stuff or or whatever it is, like 
Treat them with some respect. I just can't. I, I, I've been in so many uh, instances and people close to me where I'm like, I'm embarrassed yeah. by you and mm. the way you're treating this server right oh, now. Oh, yeah. All right. We got a load of really good calls here, and I've only mentioned one on <laughs> this list. So let's go to them. I'm going to go to Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Good morning. Hey, good morning, you guys. Hey. So, Rachel, we're talking about uh, things that you, what, what do you instantly judge someone for? Okay, you know how in the summer people put their sandals on when they're when the sandals are too small and their heel hangs over the back. Oh God, Rachel, I'm with you. <laughs> Rachel, I want to say to those people, you get the bigger size. Don't yeah. try to squeeze I, your foot into a size six and a half. Mind. That's not your size show. <laughs> to even oh my look, God. it's like Cinderella, the ugly stepsisters, yes. when they try to oh stuff their foot into the glass slipper. Look Wait, at these pedophiles. Rachel, Rachel, what about? Us? It also bothers me if the shoe is too big and the toes don't yeah. reach the top of the heel or the shoe or whatever it is. So I've seen this, Rachel. Do you, do you, so you think a lot of times when you'll see the back of the foot ex- extending over the uh, the shoe that they just simply bought a smaller size? Yes. They're, they're bad people. Really? Dress. They're bad people? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and not only that, but then their heel touches the filthy ground. <laughs> and I know what's on the filthy ground. There's poop and pee. And right, poop and pee. You, you yeah. saw that documentary. The Blight of America. Poop and pee is on the ground. I, I think yeah. Rachel might be my sister. Yeah, I think she is. I think she is. Thank you, Rachel. Appreciate it. Poop and pee. Where are you walking? Mm. I walk around barefoot sometimes. <laughs> How? What? What a what a barbarian! Well, I had said oh my God, so, yeah. a pedophile. I had said something I similar it. years and years ago because uh, those stupid flip flops that have bottle openers on the bottom of them, I'm like that is so dumb. Because what you step on is ridiculous. And, and I had said vomit, <laughs> right? And Nick, he, he goes vomit, like seriously. And then that weekend, Nick saw somebody like That's throwing so, up outside. He's like, okay. so nasty. I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I'm 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 not aware of this. There are bottle openers. Yes, yeah. these reef. Flip flops. It's, it's, it's almost like a gimmick, but people actually end up using them, and and they're yeah. on it's the their, sole of the shoe. Yeah. 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 Who their, the hell would do you, that if you need it in a pinch? Exactly. Right. It's like it's like yeah. putting a fork on the bottom but of your shoe. Like people, no, people, people would wear them to like um, you know Buffett shows and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like a funny summer gimmick. But yeah. then they actually would use them at concerts and ball games. Jeez, yeah, I know. There's no way. I know. Uh, let me go to Josh. Hey, Josh. Good morning. Hi, uh, you guys. Hear me? Yes, we can yeah, hear you. Yeah. What's up, Josh? All right, so what happens to me when I, I work in a grocery store? Yep. When I see people, customers specifically, come in and use the restroom and not wash their hands. So you yeah you will judge them oh, immediately for that. I, I do as well, and it's it's funny when when COVID you know became the thing. Obviously, Josh, we we're all dealing with it. The notion that people had to be told to wash their hands in the bathroom it was, was unbelievable. Like, what this well, is this is news. It was a thing beforehand, like. It, but it was more at the back of my mind, and after COVID, it like came to the front, and people's behaviors didn't really change that much. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, you know what? I could see if perhaps you go in and you can you can um, you can go to the latrine and hands free get everything done. But if you come out of the stall and you've been working a real yeah. A real mudslide. I better wash yeah. those hands. I, I, you guys know I don't always wash my hands if I've peed and I haven't got anything on my hands and I, I don't necessarily wash it. I know Kathy loves. I don't that. like to be reminded <laughs> of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I judge you every day. I know all these diseases. You've However, from me over the years, you when you do that, you bring a charcuterie board into the bathroom, of course, and of allow course. everyone to taste. It's yeah. Yeah, I need to share the love. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to Tina. Hi, Tina. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, Tina? So. 
You double dippers and you poor tippers. Uh, <laughs> double dippers and poor service. tippers. That's that's who you judge people. Uh, those those are the people yeah. you judge. Okay. I mean, you're double dipping. I don't know what makes you think that I need any of your germs. Okay. Before COVID, too. It's, uh, I don't think I, I can't remember family. the last time I saw someone actually double dip. You know who I see, and most, and, and I'm sure uh, uh, Tina, you would you'd agree with this. Um, a lot of times, it'll be a kid that doesn't yeah. get get the the whole thing. I, I would be aghast at this point if an adult double dipped something in front of me. I saw an well, adult do it not that long. Really? Ago. I and I I said something. I I said, "Did you just bite that chip oh, yeah. and then put it back in?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah." And I was like. Okay. Pedophile. Who was this person in, in relation I, to you? Do you? Like, was it somebody you know? <laughs> yes, well? it was okay. somebody I know. Yeah, well, if yeah. it was somebody I knew well, I would definitely say something to them. But yeah. my disgusted well, face said it all, and then right. he didn't do it again. Tina, what else? Well, I have so I have someone in my family. They are the epitome of the double dipper. <laughs> and now, when we have family gatherings, there's actually like a little thing out on the table, like three or four of them. If there's, you know, yeah. uh, like a snack or something like that and you on the table it says no double dipping so Good. one day yeah. put, the sa- holiday, oh, I love that. put the sign down it, the, dude says, the dude says oh look at this no double dipping and he nice. goes I wonder who's doing that and I'm like it's you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. and then we all sat down to dinner and he did it anyway that's when you have to knife him in the back. All right, yeah. thanks, Tina. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through a few uh, texts here, and then we'll get some, some more calls because people are definitely on top of this. But uh, here you go. It says uh, people who don't return carts are awful people. I do. Yeah. I return yeah. my carts. Yeah. yeah, I do too. Uh, people that stop at yellow lights, they judge them. No. You, uh, this one says people who do not walk faster when going through a crosswalk need to be shot. <laughs> All right. Who's this? <laughs> or don't wave when you let them in traffic. It says yes. those. I, I know okay, non wavers. Those. Uh, there are people I believe who actively slow, slow down, down when yeah. they're walking, almost in defiance of yeah. you. I I always speed up as I'm crossing the crosswalk, even though I have as a pedestrian the right of way. I want to help the flow of traffic. We can all get along and help each other out. I see people like become the glacial on the way they're crossing, and I want to run them over. Come on, I, Steve. I do the same thing. Like I will make it known that yeah. I'm rushing and. Thank you them. for yes. letting Thank me you. go. Uh, here's, I, I like this one. It says, uh, the people I judge most are the ones who pull up to McDonald's drive-thru and then have no idea what they <laughs> Like, come on. Like, you don't know at this around. point what's on the menu? I swear to God. Like Preston's wife? Yeah. <laughs> don't even. Uh, like my children. Like every single one of my children. And I will say before, I'm like, listen, we're going to be in there. Figure out what you want now, right? Like before we even pull in, know what you want yeah, because, I'll, like, it's. I'll do it at the re- yeah. at a restaurant, Casey. When you have people, and I'll say, I'm the guy early in the conversation saying, "Everyone, make sure you know what you want. Everyone, yeah. make sure you know what you want." You know, and there are yeah. always people who are still like, "Do you have? You just had the menu in front of your face." Mm-hmm. But as far as um, driving is concerned, I automatically I will judge people who do not turn on red when there is no sign that says no turn on red. I, I will, if I'm sitting there behind you. I, I think it's a little overly right. cautious. Oh, oh and what judgment are you making on them? They're pedophiles. <laughs> yes, they're pedophiles. <laughs> uh, that, that maybe they're, uh, they're too they afraid to do have it. Too cautious. Okay. That they sh- you right. should have. life on the edge. I'm not sure, because yeah. I, don't, I don't see that person as being, uh, in, being a dick. I don't yeah. see them being no. a jerk. I think they're being kind of dumb. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, no, that's a good call. Oh, you're probably old, personally. Right? <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think you just delineated. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's the difference, because I saw a text as well. Here's somebody who I will immediately judge, and I right. will determine them to be a just a, a dick to the nth degree, someone who drives on the shoulder when you're in traffic. Dick. Yep. When, yeah. when, dick. when everybody's in this together. Right. right. Mm-hmm. No one's... You decide, I'm, uh, I'm not doing this. Do you know what I do? Okay, so I, I will counter the dick move when I see somebody doing that, Preston. Yeah. And, like, if, you, if you're coming down uh, 76 and you're going to get off on the Kelly uh, drive exit, yeah. there is a long... People do it all the time. It drives me crazy, especially since we're all stuck in traffic. I will move my car over a little bit to mm-hmm. block them from passing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I become Captain America. Uh, let me go. This one sounds kind of interesting. I'm going to go to Sean. Hey, Sean, you're on the air. Good morning. We're talking about uh, things that you judge, instantly judge someone for. Chicken bye, chicken bye, chicken, chicken bye, bye, bye. Thank you for singing. What's up, Sean? We love so, you, Sean. Luckily, I don't have to deal with this anymore because, um, you know, I don't choose to hang out with these types of people anymore. But the friend that you may or may not have that will constantly come to you with advice on their troubled relationship or marriage. And you give them the advice, but then they go back and they repeat the same old behavior okay. over that, and over again. That is a general overarching thing. I agree with you on that. I, I've just learned over time that when it comes to advice, to not give advice. You know, when it comes to, to relationships, to, to, you know, it, it, because you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. No matter how it works out, you'll be held as the culprit. Yeah. Absolutely. And... My sister is going through this right now with a friend, and I swear, she's been doing this with her friend for two years where she'll take three hours out of her day to listen to her friend's same old problems. And she called me yesterday to say, hey, I won't be able to hang out today because my friend's calling me. I'm like, you've been doing this for two years. Yeah. And so I got, I know this routine. She, She should leave the guy, right? And she's not going to. Is that what it is? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Well, I know that one well. Quality of life. Would drastically improve if she just left the person. What yeah. you need to do, Sean, is follow that what a therapist would do. Well, how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. What what I'm what are, what are you prepared to do? Let because then they're the ones providing the answers and the guidance. So it's it's their thing, and but you're screwed no matter what you do. So yeah, it's it's best to disconnect from people like that. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, All right, thanks, All right. man. I know what you're talking about. Which uh, line did you want me to go to, Casey? I like seven. Uh, okay, let's go to Bridget. Hey, Bridget, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks. All right, Bridget, so uh, something you immediately judge someone for. Uh, so when people have an entire full cart of groceries and go into the wine and beer lane <laughs> and take up time for everyone else that's in there is getting a bottle of wine because they can't get their bottle or their six-pack before they go grocery shopping uh, and make it easier for the rest of us. It, it, it is about. a cheap uh, a trick that's done, and a lot of people, you know, it's the big thing, okay, the checkout's going to move faster in that part of the store, mm-hmm. and so they do that. I, I agree a thousand percent. Sometimes you can buy it in the alcohol section. Yeah, you, can, yeah. you can make that transaction elsewhere from separate from all of they the other. They have a separate yeah. register. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, Not at the Acme. Do it there. All right. Thank you, Bridget. Bastards. Appreciate it. I need to get to drinking. By the way, this text says, I instantly judge judge someone for putting their big, fat, effing fingers and sticking them back into the bowl. For 15 straight minutes, I've been watching you putting your big, fat fingers into your disgusting mouth, which is filled with God knows what kind of bacteria. And then you take the same big, fat filthy fingers and you stuff them back into the bowl that is there 
for public consumption. What the f*** are you thinking, John? <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just don't do it again. <laughs> well, well, I wasn't thinking, Jimmy. I'm sorry. I, I had a that. friend, um, this yep. had to have been 20 years ago or so. Uh, he saw me licking my fingers, uh, yeah. and he was like, dude, don't do that. Like, don't lick your fingers. And Let me, me do that. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, no. He's like, girls will see that, and they, they automatically like that. Oh, it's my God. Yes. Yeah. I find it disgusting. Yeah. yeah. But you still lick your fingers. I still lick my fingers. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. You mean you were eating, right? Yeah. You, you no. were just sitting there licking your My fingers taste good. <laughs> Finger licking good. Do you want it, you want your string back? You want to play with your string? <laughs> I'm going to go to David now. Dave is disabled and has something he uh, absolutely judges people for. Uh, Dave, good morning. God zooks, guys. God zooks to you, Dave. All right, what what type of disability do you have, Dave? I am a below the knee amputee. Okay. Right. And when I go shopping, I use one of those cards, the mobility cards, because these stores are huge, and it's impossible to just walk the whole store. Right. I judge people who actually are able to walk into the store, get the mobility card, use it in the store, and then they just leave it by their car. Yeah. That's or, not cool. Yes. That's stupid. That's like parking in a, uh, in a handicap spot. It's just, it's not kosher. Or when they're not handicapped and they're just using it because they need to on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. This is their idea yeah. of fun. We're just NASCAR fans. Maybe we should have some yeah. sympathy, sympathy, Dave, for people who need fun on a Saturday night to go and ride their mobility <laughs> yeah. cart around the grocery store. Going over to the supermarket to ride a mobility cart. All right, Dave. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You know what? I judge people when I'm bowling, Steve, uh, and I am. I have already established that I am up and I am ready to bowl. Yeah. There's bowling etiquette. Once you're up there and you're in the position to start oh, bowling, yeah. and then people will walk up and, and bowl, it's like, no, 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 you got to wait your turn, man. I, I agree. There's just sort of an unspoken rule, yeah. right, that but you don't want to throw off the person who's actively right. in the, the, yeah. the... If you're in the lane next you know, to them, you yeah. have to wait, right? right. But if, you're, if there is a lane that separates you, a full lane, then, yeah, have at it. And yeah. you don't... No, you, I, I'll let kids slide on that. Yes. Because they may not know. Right. They but may the not know the, the etiquette. Yes, they do. Will I you agree. let the person in the other lane pressing uh, crash symbols together when you're bowling? <laughs> uh, yes, it's of course. distracting, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me read a couple more of these. We'll, we'll go to some more calls. But uh, some of these on this list, it was a, from a Reddit thread. What do you instantly judge someone for? Uh, someone said uh, snapping their fingers at people. Oh, uh, I guess you don't know, oh, oh, get their well, attention. I saw you a douchebag do that. I did. I get yelled at for that. But you didn't know, and now you don't whistle at people. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, calling them like a dog <laughs> uh, to me. It was at a uh, funeral, and you couldn't hear the, uh, sir. Uh, here's one that says, standing in the middle of aisles or doors, etc., and not paying attention to anyone else coming or needing to get through. Extra bonus scorn if you actually take a tone or give a dirty look when someone dares to say, excuse me. You know where the aisle standers are the worst? Are the airport. If you are in the middle of the aisle walking down the terminal in either direction, right. uh, don't stop. There are people oh, behind yeah. you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to stop, shift to the side. Yeah. You are you're just... Completely unaware of everything around you. That drives me crazy. And again, if you're going, you stay on the right side. Yes. And that's how it goes. That's it, man. 
How about this one? When the first thing they do when they meet me is bad talk others, this person said, probably oh, yeah. to make me think that they're uh, great and it's other people that uh, that are the problem. Yeah, I've had that before. Me too. Mm-hmm. Somebody you don't even know yeah. and they start bad someone. talking people, I'm like, what is your deal, man? Uh, I, I heard a, 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 a woman complaining about her female friend so that when she got together, the first thing they would do would be attack their own mm. boyfriends and husbands. Oh, like, wow. like... Like, oh, like immediately. Exactly. Yeah, we uh, Casey and I knew somebody who used to do that. It was the other right, way around. Yeah, it was yeah. the guy. Like immediately, even with like people he was, you know, maybe had just met, immediately start complaining about his wife. That's and you're a, like, that says what? that says so much more about the person complaining. You know, that's uh, that's uh, loathsome. Uh, I like this one. This is a little more, uh, uh, a little less obvious. It's, right. a, it's something that, that that they judge on an appearance. Hi, Jason. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Jason, so how do you judge people uh, instantly? Uh, license plates. License plates. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, if I'm driving down the road and I see either a southern license plate or a northern license plate, depending on what area of the world I'm in, those people don't know how to drive there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And you need to get off the road. <laughs> right, so They're outworlders. It says on my on my monitor here, Jason, and I want you to expand on this a little bit. It says, from the north, can't drive. From the south, are stupid. <laughs> okay. I live in the south. I spent many, many years in the military. I've been all around the world. Yeah. About a couple of weeks ago, I drove down to Florida, and this person... Obviously, was not in a rental car, had New York license plate tags, okay. and was determined to stay in the left-hand lane driving 45 no. in a 60-mile-an-hour zone. No. And it's like, get out of the way. You don't know how to drive. <laughs> Go away. We don't drive like that down here. Yeah. All right. So and, and how would you say Southern drivers are? Uh, southern drivers, uh, there's too many handicapped people or old people. <laughs> And they drive twenty miles an hour below the speed limit. Okay, yeah, I so remember got an like, issue with slow drivers. Slow drivers yeah, in general like around Boca Raton, you would have that. Jason, where do you where do you reside? I, I live just south of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay, okay. all right, all right. So he's, he's in the thick of it. Just I would agree with Why do you listen to the show? Are you, are you a podcaster? Are you streamer? You, how'd you find actually, it? Actually, I stream. Uh, I lived in Delaware, New Jersey, for like seven years. I retired from military from New Jersey and moved okay. back home. So I've been listening to y'all for probably about 15 years. Wow, man. That's awesome. awesome. Thank you. So I stream y'all every day. Thank you. That's awesome. Appreciate it. And I have been And I did enjoy y'all's Camp Alpha Hunger and the YouTube. Oh, that was awesome. Cool. Excellent. Well, thanks, Jason. And congratulations for Thank your you. Hall of Fame. Awesome. All right. Man. Y'all have a beautiful day. You too, man. Appreciate you checking in. I will do the license plate yeah, thing, too. Yeah, me too. If I see the plate before, <clears throat> before I've even seen him drive. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll make some sort of a, of a quick assessment. Oh, well, I can expect this out of that person. Yep. Well, you know, oh, we've, we've talked about making the assessment on what they're driving a yeah. lot of times. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, oh, yeah. And you know. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, here are a couple more examples of uh, when people instantly judge others. This one says, when you make your political stance your entire personality. Oh, my God, I hate that. Absolutely. Um, another one says, uh, chewing with your mouth open. I like this one. People that say they have OCD when in reality they don't. Uh, I don't necessarily judge people for that, but when somebody <laughs> says they're OCD, 
More often than right, not, right. they're not. Right. It's you know, like, they, it's they're like, just saying I have a quirkiness about me and I'm, I'm very clean or whatever it may be. You know all the mean? people who ask for gluten-free that don't really need it to be gluten-free, mm-hmm. you know, all of these restrictions, they, they hop on trendy restrictions. Yep. Uh, here's another one. It says, I judge people for displaying the Confederate flag. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, hardcore. As soon as I see that, I have a quite a clear thought about that person. Uh, another one, not using your turn signal. A lot of these road-related ones, yeah. we get them all the time. Yeah. You know, people are, are definitely passionate about drivers. Uh, let's see. How about um, anyone who is quick to anger and quick to resort to violence? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't suffer psychotics. Right. <laughs> um, the second somebody tries using something like astrology to explain <laughs> away their crappy behavior... <laughs> If you're if you're looking for if you're reaching to astrology for excuses, yeah, any type any attempt to excuse crappy behavior yeah. is someone I'm going to have an issue with. Uh, let's see, we only got time for. All right, how about this one? Let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Good morning, God Zooks. Good morning, Mike. All right, so you immediately judge someone for pulling up to the Wawa gas pumps, fueling up, and then going inside for a half hour. <laughs> So I, I understand what you're saying, and so like if I go to a, whether it be the the, the Wawa or, or Sunoco or whatever, and you, they have the Mini Mart there, I, I will get the gas and then I pull into a spot to open up that pump. I Unless if I if I immediately judge them and think they're the biggest pedophiles. <laughs> oh, <right>. nice. <laughs> and you're right. Nice. They are. Pedophiles. I will. I will do a judgment call. Yeah. If it's yeah. if there's nobody, if there's no, if there's ten pumps that are open, agreed. I'm gonna That's pop fine. in to grab my you know grapes, cheese, and, yeah. and che- uh, uh, cracker thing they have or something. Right. Real quick, but but you're not gonna go in and put a, put together a catering uh, thing. And yeah. and I'm definitely not. If I if I see like there's only one or two open yeah. slots or three maybe, then forget it. I will I will pull ahead yeah. and find myself a spot because I don't want to be that. Guy, right. I know? mean, if it's so. empty, you can go in. Yeah. Listen, we're not supposed to judge. You know, you shouldn't uh, immediately judge people, but we're human beings for crying out loud. <laughs> and a part of our thing is to make sure we're bringing these pedophiles out into the light. That's right. part yeah, yeah. of what we need to do as a responsibility. Every time someone does something you don't agree with, right. they are a pedophile. And so Ted Lasso says curiosity over judgment. So yeah. when I see somebody doing something that I don't agree with, I'm just curious as to why they're such an a-hole. Okay. Yeah. You know? Be curious, not judgmental. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, thanks for your calls. We appreciate yeah. that and all your texts that came in. We do need to take a break because I collected some stories that I think you might want to hear about in the form of the Bizarre File, which we will get to next. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. You want to win an autographed Eagles jersey, an ultimate tailgating package, 2022 Eagles season tickets, or just good old cash? You could win when you enter Acme Swoop In and win sweepstakes. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com for your chance to be the next big winner. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Casey has a shard out. Okay, so this is a, a congratulatory shard out. On uh, on Saturday, you guys remember how the weather was a little bit weird and wonky on Saturday? It were. Uh, it, the morning was um, really nice and the late yeah. afternoon was nice and sunny. Well, so for that hour and a half 
of terrible weather. Uh, the St. Pius and St. Anastasia boys, 7th uh, and 8th grade football team, played a football game. And they won. They won the championship. And I wanted to send my congratulations out to the entire team, all the parents, the family, the coaching staff. Uh, so the head coach of the team, his name's Brett Walski. And uh, I've known Brett since I was in kindergarten. And so his son, Brett Walski as well, um, had a just a dynamic Amazing game. Brett had a couple awesome. of touchdowns, and they, these guys, it was the weather was absolutely horrible. It was terrible. And they battled through it all. And congratulations. They worked hard all season long, and they won the championship. So wow. congratulations. And I will always say St. Pius first, but it is uh, St. Anastasius and St. Pius, a combined team. And so congratulations to you guys. Nice. All right, Nell had uh, another shout out real quick. Says, uh, "Hey guys, can I, this is from our friend Harry Wood? Oh, oh yeah. Who emails him from time to time. He wanted to shout out for his boss, Chef Ray uh, Frankowitz, and his lovely wife Emily on the recent marriage a few weeks ago. Working and learning the ropes of running a kitchen under Ray has been not only inspiring, but has helped stay help me stay focused on my career path." And making sure every day of service at UPenn's campus goes smoothly. So a shout out there. And then one last one that uh, says, hey guys, wonder if you could do a juicy shout out for my nephew, Bobby. He listened to the show on the podcast when he can. Uh, but most recently, he became a Drexel Dragon and is on their eSports team. Whereas most, as most kids spent time playing physical sports, he actually played baseball for a number of years. Uh, but he wrecked kids in Call of Duty, Fortnite, and Rainbow Six growing up. Uh, he is studying to become an engineer, but took up esports because he wanted to uh, elevate his gaming abilities. And he says, thanks for all you do, Uncle Sean. So that is for Bobby. He's a fresh Drexel dragon. So congratulations. All right. Um, bizarre file. Yeah. We're ready to do it now. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, brought to you this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. Well, I could have either put this in music news or the bizarre file. I went with the bizarre file. A rock band's lead singer got a little too hardcore during a live show, pulling down her pants and then taking a leak on a guy's face who seemed to be all about it. Yeah, well, this there's incident clear footage of it. Went down Thursday night during the Welcome to Rockville Festival at the Daytona International Speedway where Brass Against performed wow. to a ton of fanfare and eventually to a ton of grossed out spectators who watched this scene. Front woman Sophia Arista was rocking out during their set and performing a cover of Rage Against the Machine's Wake Up when she and the band apparently invited a guy in the front row to come up on and receive a golden shower to which he happily obliged. Uh, un- it's unclear exactly if he knew what he was in for, but he seemed more than willing to lie down on stage with a can mounted on his forehead. Oh, yeah. my God. And let Arista do her thing, and she indeed did her thing. We're watching video yeah, see of this pull? right now of her pulling her pants <laughs> down and pulling her panties uh, down as well. And, dude, she just she lets it go. I don't know how she didn't get the, the pee shot. Oh, my God. Yep. She's... She full on. What the hell? We're watching this right now <laughs> as we speak. I mean, a lot, dude. Oh my god! So uh, he, apparently, it was captured in graphic detail from folks who were no more than fifteen or twenty feet away. She unbuttoned her pants, did her business. Soon, the live stream started, and she let rip for a good ten seconds or so. Uh, Brass against has. Did since, she rip that off from Mandy Moore? They have since apologized for the stunt, uh, <laughs> and on behalf of Arista, too, it seems. 
thing to Twitter to write, we had a great time last night and welcome to Rockville, at Welcome to Rockville. Sophia got carried away. That's not something the rest the rest of us expected, and it's not something you'll see again at our shows. Thanks for bringing it last night, Daytona, they said. So, yeah. Hey, sorry about pissing on your face. Uh, but you know what? They have, uh, they made the news. They okay. sure did. So, uh, the story's making the rounds. And she's like a really cute girl. She too. actually is. Uh, it's so, bizarre. Yeah. And yeah. that's why it's in this segment. Yep. Yeah. All right, moving on. Scorpions in Egypt have stung three people to death in the southern city of Aswan Ooh. after heavy storms brought them into the streets and homes. So some, some 450 more people were injured by scorpion stings. Uh, the hail and thunderstorm in the area near the River Nile on Friday was particularly violent, and scorpions are regularly washed into the streets by heavy rain, while snakes have also been disturbed. Extra doses of antivenom have been provided to medical centers and villages near mountains and deserts. Uh, doctors have been pulled away from giving vaccinations to treat scorpion stings. Uh, people have been urged to stay at home and avoid places that have many trees. Uh, Egypt is home to fat-tailed scorpions that are among uh, some of the most deadly in the world. Venom from the black fat tail can kill humans in under an hour. Yeah, so I know that the <laughs> ones that are domestic are not as venomous. Mm. Well, the ones I think over here aren't that venomous right. either. So right. uh, symptoms related to uh, widespread venom effects can include difficulty breathing, muscle twitching, and unusual head movements. Yeah, whatever it is, it doesn't look pleasant to get stung by one of those. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, a lot of people. Three huh. people dead, 450 have been hospitalized, so it's no joke. I'd go hide in the pyramids. A newlywed couple ended up in the hospital on their wedding night after a groom crashed a $300,000 Lamborghini, which then burst into flames, the court has heard. Wow. Ali Zaman and his bride took their wedding guest's supercar for a spin after their marriage ceremony. Uh, but after macho posturing with another driver at a traffic light, uh, Zaman sped off and collided with the motorist that he had challenged to the race. <laughs> The Lamborghini burst into flames after the crash, and then both vehicles were written off completely while Zaman and his wife suffered minor injuries. Footage taken after the crash showed the totaled supercar engulfed in flames while emergency services were seen rushing to the scene. Zaman had taken the green Lamborghini Huracan without his guest's knowledge, the court was told. My God. The wedding guest had securely parked the Lamborghini outside the venue, and the man left his car keys in his coat pocket as he entered but when he came to leave, the man discovered that the keys were no longer there. The wedding guests thought that Zaman had taken the Lamborghini and tried to call him. The insurance policy on the supercar allowed anyone with permission and over the age of 30 to drive the vehicle. Uh, Zaman admitted driving a motor vehicle dangerously and also assaulting a person there by uh, uh, caging them body, bodily harm. He was sentenced to an 18-month community order with the requirement of completing 180 hours Man. of community service. Yeah. Well, so. well, people think they don't realize until they get behind the wheel of a high-performance car just <laughs> just what it can do. Oh, yeah. Especially if you try to, you know, punch it and, yeah. take, and make turns. That's that's where you really I'm get into trouble. teach this Prius a lesson. Uh, so this happened in Brazil, uh, about 500 miles west of Rio. A cow had escaped from a cattle ranch, wandered next door to a resort, climbed the stairs of a water slide, yeah. and then made its way down the flume. It's amazing. A cow did this. Whee! That's what I get to do. 
Uh, the cow had been destined for the slaughterhouse, but after this, the owner of the ranch has decided to spare the animal Yay. and make him a pet. I mean, it, it, honestly, Preston, it could have been an utter catastrophe. Uh, <laughs> but it was not. Uh, so they even named him. His name is uh, uh, Toboga. Toboga. In Portuguese, it is the word for slide. So that's what they've named him. And the most amazing part is the slide was only rated for 450 pounds, and the cow clocked in at over 700 <laughs> So the cow was able to be held up by this water slide. It had some real integrity to it. It's amazing that it was able to do this. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> All right, then we'll do one more story, and we will wrap. This is a terrible story. Oh, my uh, God. Um, maybe I shouldn't. And You know what? I'll, okay, I'll do something else. We'll save this one for later. Um, a man, uh, this is a follow-up story. The man who called 911 leading to a teenage girl being rescued after she was reported missing in Kentucky right. has said he actually did not recognize a viral hand signal used to indicate help is needed, oh. as was previously reported. Contrary to prior statements from the sheriff's office dealing with the case, David Isaac said on Tuesday that he didn't recognize the viral hand gesture and that he called police after noticing the girl was mouthing, help me, and appeared to be in distress. So I think what happened is maybe she told him that she did that hand signal. And they, they thought, yeah. And they thought that he had seen it, but it was her mouthing the word, help me. Well, whatever, it got the desired oh, result. Yeah. 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 The 16-year-old girl who is from Asheville, North Carolina, was reported missing by her parents on November 2nd before being rescued two days later. She was riding as a passenger in a silver Toyota when Isaacs passed her on the interstate in Kentucky and called police. 61-year-old James Herbert Brick was arrested by authorities on the same day. Isaac said he did uh, he did notice the hand motion, saying that the girl kept putting her four fingers out the window, but he added he didn't recognize the gesture. Uh, he said she was mouthing, help me. She said, help me, help me twice. And I think she even lip-synced, call 911. It looked like she had been crying. Isn't so, the gesture to tuck your thumb in to your palm and then lower your yep. other four fingers? Right? Yes. Yep. Okay. That's the signal. Yeah. But he saw the four fingers. Right. And uh, at least that got his attention. And then he saw her saying, help me. So, all right. And there you go. That is the Bizarre File. Let's take a break. Come back in uh, just a moment. And more to come, my friends. Stay with us. You know, we couldn't do the Camp Out for Hunger without all our sponsors. They make it happen. We couldn't do it without them. 93.3 WMMR. Highlighting our valued partners, the local businesses who donate products and services that help make Camp Out for Hunger happen. Congratulations, WMMR, and to all the listeners out there for another amazing turnout for Presidency's Camp Out for Hunger. Hi, everyone. This is Brian Market, COO of Light Action Productions. We've been a proud vendor for WMMR for many years now, providing the camp out with lighting, LED walls, staging, and our awesome confetti cannons. Donating our equipment and our time for such a worthy cause is a true source of pride for us, and we're happy to do our part to give back to this community. But it doesn't need to be a huge event for us to help. Whether it's a backyard party, a wedding, or an arena-sized concert, Light Action has what your event needs. So, whatever you need. Give us a call at 302-328-7800 or look us up at lightaction.com. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Find out how you can make a difference at WMMR.com. This message brought to you by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Over the weekend, uh, my wife is still on the back end of, of uh, getting better. We, we both, I got sick at Camp Out for Hunger, and then right as Camp Out for Hunger was ending, whatever I had, Rochelle got really, really sick. So she was uh, just in bed all week last week. So she this got weekend, it worse than you, didn't she? Yeah, I thought yeah, she did. So yeah. finally started feeling a little bit better. Good. But we didn't want to 
get out and go running around or anything like that because she's still kind of in recovery mode. So we decided to just uh, hang around the house and cook some stuff. Ah. I thought it was a perfect opportunity because I told you guys right. that I wanted to try some new uh, side dishes, not necessarily you know new uh, 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 creations, but right. just ones that I've never tried before, and with or, the, with or these... different versions of recipes. And I and we have some family coming in from out of town. I don't like to cook for people anything that I haven't tried yet. How many people coming in? Uh, just two. Okay, but I want to make something that I've no. never made before. Yeah. So did you have Thanksgiving in mind when you were making these, or was it just, oh, just yeah. like experimenting? No, okay. no, no, Thanksgiving. This was uh, like I said. I, I posted about it yesterday. We did a little R and D in advance of Thanksgiving, a little research and development. Uh, Good question. And did you wear goggles? I did not wear goggles. <laughs> no, but I did use. I did try some recipes that some listeners had oh. sent to me because a couple of weeks ago I said something about, or maybe it was last week. I got a um, a bunch of emails from people who were like, "Hey, we, this we always serve this. This is good. Try this." So I'm like, you know what? Let's cook up four or five of these and and try them out. Uh, to me, this is going to be the year. And I sent you an article about how expensive this is going to be. One of the most expensive Thanksgiving meals ever because price is going up. Blah blah blah. Long story short, though, it is forcing people to look for uh, other options, other dishes they might not have tried. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a good a good thing if you, uh, you know, something that rocks another family's world might be cool for you guys. By you the know? way, the article you sent me, Steve, it's according to the Farm Bureau, the average cost of preparing Thanksgiving dinner in 2020 was about $47. That seems pretty cheap, doesn't it? It does. It um, do. And it, it's expected to cost about 5% more this year. Okay. So it's not... Right, it's just right. up a little bit. Uh, corn, Wait, 40, sorry, forty-seven per person. I, it just says the average cost of preparing Thanksgiving dinner in twenty twenty was forty-seven dollars. That has to be per person. I no? don't. It doesn't say, well, but, but anyhow, uh, corn but with caviar, which is used to feed turkeys, is more expensive, and that's causing an increase in the cost of turkeys. Prices on beef, poultry, fish, and eggs are up more than ten percent as well. So you're going to see a little bit of, of a bump up. Uh, in the price this year, but I, I brought something in for you guys. Something that you tested, yeah, and that okay, so, Connor. If you could go, uh, I, I had I brought some stuff. He's going to go micro, uh, microwave it real quick Ooh. just to warm it up. So is that why Connor's wearing a bikini? Like thirty seconds. I didn't bring much. Okay, uh, I didn't know. And Casey, you're not having any. You're on a juice I'm on cleanse. A juice cleanse. Um, I'll have Casey's portion. But I made uh, a few are. different things from stuff that listeners brought in. I made these. Um, Bacon wrapped uh, carrots. They're, uh, it's ma- maple bacon. Oh. So as you drizzle bake uh, a maple syrup on them, as you, word. as you bake them in the yeah. oven, and those were really tasty. Very very easy to make. A listener, also, and I don't have everybody's names who sent me this, right. in, but a listener brought, uh, sent in a, a nice recipe for. Um, Sausage stuffing. Sausage oh. stuffing. Which I normally don't do. I normally Very just sausages. do bread stuffing. Right, right. One with sausage stuffing. That was great. I had it for breakfast yesterday. <laughs> nice. Leftover. It's I'm not like, just for sauce, dinner anymore. sausage in it. Yeah. I can do breakfast with that. And stuffing is like toast. We did a cream corn. We did uh, a pumpkin pie sheet cake. Hmm. Which was different. And, and it's actually, it's a pie. It's not a cake. Uh, base. It's it's a regular pie crust, but we made the Rochelle made the pie crust, but it's made in a really big sheet pan. Yeah, that was really really good. By yeah. the way, pumpkin. Now I I'm a pumpkin pie fan. Are oh, you? Yeah. Not, you are. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I just get tired of pumpkin spice everything. Yeah, yeah. And I love 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 pumpkin pie. But yeah, when they try good. to cram it in every kind of coffee that's made, I get a little <laughs> pain in the ass. Yeah. Let me ask you a very stupid question about cream corn. Is it called that because you have to add cream to the corn? Um, because no, you cream when you eat. Yes. It. <laughs> okay. Yes. 
uh, and, right. and like cream spinach and things like that. Yeah. Similar thing, but yeah, I never Rochelle, put two and two together. There, Michelle makes ours with uh, with cream cheese, so it's uh. a little bit different. Uh. So what uh, Connor's warming up and bringing in right now is macaroni pie. <gasps> Telling you guys about this. Now I love southern, this southern delicacy that I haven't had in ages. And you know what I said? I wanted it. I, I like it to be a little bit more baked, yes. more, more firm, more less runny. It's firm. Oh, it's firm. It's not crispy. You said the word That's crispy. Okay. Uh, but Connor's bringing this now, and I want you guys to try it out because right. Rochelle made this. I found Thank the you, recipe. Sir. She actually sent it to me, and it's from a restaurant. And this is macaroni, huh? It's called Sweetie Pies Mac and Cheese, and I. Freaking love it. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> this is very almost bread pudding Right? See what oh. it, you can slice it. I mean, that's the thing. It's it, No, this is for somebody else over there. Kathy, you going to try this? Uh, no, I can't eat it. Really? Yeah. Can't have pasta? Well, you I know, can't have pasta. She, I can't have dairy. She's going through her 500 oh, things. Oh, my God. This is so good. Right? I'm sorry, Kathy. Isn't it phenomenal? Is, is, Connor, you want to try it? Yeah, Connor. Yeah, he doesn't want to try it. Okay. Are I'm you kidding me? It's, Connor, try it. No, it's really good. It's, it's outstanding. This I could deal with. Mm-hmm. So what? What makes this? Um, it, it is very much like bread pudding. Yes, I think. So it's sweet. The way? It, no, it's not sweet. It's not sweet. Oh, He's just it? saying the consistency, the way it's held oh, together. Oh, okay. It's not sweet at all. It's super duper creamy and cheesy. Um, you know what helps hold that together is um, there's egg in the recipe. Yeah. Mm. And so when when you uh, make it like that, it, it solidifies sort of, and it congeals. I guess would be a better way to put it. Huh. And it is so damn good. It's a, like I couldn't stop eating it this weekend. <laughs> it's different textures throughout. It starts a little sort of crusty and crunchy at the top, and then it's a little smoother by the bottom. Dude. And I love it. This is so good. And man. then it explodes in your mouth. <laughs> I'm going to eat I'm Kathy's so glad well. you don't want any, Kathy. No, Kathy. Yeah. Oh, man. It is, um, this is more along the lines of what I look for in macaroni and cheese. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. All right, so it's macaronis, eggs, cheese. Yep. Various cheeses. So there's, there's like three or four different kinds of cheese. Okay. Um, there's a flour, and I didn't make it. Rochelle, Rochelle, oh, okay. Rochelle put it together. I found the recipe, and she was the one because we were all making different things. So it's got uh, uh, macaroni, whole milk, evaporated milk, eggs, butter, uh, Colby Monterey Jack cheese, uh, sharp cheddar, um, pepper, salt, sour cream. Okay. Oh, and, so we're uh, looking at put a little extra. Cheddar cheese on top of it. I yep. guess people have prepared it also as like little, um, little individual like pies. This or? isn't the same thing that oh, we're it looking isn't? at here, but uh, yeah, you can. You, I would imagine mm. so stuff like this. You can you can make in um, uh, like cupcake molds, yeah, and and make little individual ones. Is, I is dig mac it. and cheese uh, a standard at your Thanksgiving table? Because I've never no. had it on Thanksgiving. No, uh, no, okay. not mine. But uh, this Edifiles. will be. This is fantastic, Marissa. I'm sorry, Nick. Can Marissa? I make, can I make a mac and cheese? Observation? Yes. I think it needs small noodles. Okay. Smaller than this? Small, no, no. This is like the perfect size noodle. I've been to a couple of Friendsgivings recently, and a friends have used those like corkscrew noodles, not rotini, mm. like the corkscrew, like longer ones. Right. I also don't like it when people try to use penne uh, for, oh, yeah. uh, for mac and cheese. Yeah. No, you need yeah. elbow macaroni. Yeah. 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 Or like what are just as long as it's smaller, because when it's too long, then it's not creamy anymore, and it's like a little dry, and it mm-hmm. just I, is like eating pasta like spaghetti. Well, I'm digging this. This is a home run. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, uh, yes, um, this is what you guys are going to have? Mm, mm, Absolutely. I'm sorry. Steve, <laughs> let me ask you a question. <laughs> it's your breakfast. If, if you were to take this, which yeah. I find to be delicious as well, and if you put it in the oven for about two minutes, 
Get a little bit of crust on That's the top. I, then uh, now, right? we, now I, it'd be all I could do to drop yeah. my pants. We could we could have baked it right in the kitchen. We could have baked that longer, and okay. it would have been yeah. Steve, you could do the same recipe and yeah. just bake it a little. Oh bit my god, I'd rub it on my face and call myself a bitch. <laughs> um, but I want to thank those that uh, that sent in the uh, uh, the recipes because they the were. Recipe, that's um, a home run. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and can you post that? I said today uh, on the, uh, on the I website. Will, I um I had to look it up, and I, it, yeah, it's called Sweetie Pies uh, Mac and Cheese. Um, I've got the recipe here, but we, a quick search on it, Marissa, you can find it. Because I looked up cream pie, oh, so. I got something wholly other. Oh, yeah. yeah, cream pie <laughs> is going to yield oh, you my God. a different result. Um, nothing, but there was a great recipe for blue oh. waffles that I saw. Oh, oh shut up, man. <laughs> um, I'm getting excited for Thanksgiving. So oh, my God, yes. Next week. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad we did this in advance. I highly recommend this. Of, uh, of testing some stuff out ahead of town because you also get to eat the goodies uh, leading up <laughs> well, to Thanksgiving. I also know for a fact that you're um, that a lot of people are doing this now because they want that you know the, the, people want to see their families and they want to get back to that sort of deal again. And uh, but like you, Preston, they don't want to make their their uh, guests lab rats, right? So they want to test some of the stuff first. There by are the people, way, by the way, who are cooking their who'll be cooking their first Thanksgiving turkey. You know. By the way, in the Instagram post, uh, more the, the thing that people commented most on that I put in is that it looks like I chopped my hand off. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, it kind of does. Yeah, it looks yeah. like I, it looks like I have a nub instead wow. of a hand. Wait, huh. is it on the way Instagram? that I was positioned, I had my hand okay. back like oh, yeah. this, and I was taking a picture like this. Oh, it does. Yeah, my hand yeah. is hidden, and you belong in the. The overwhelming majority of the comments are, "What happened to your oh hand? <laughs> you could be an Iron Man three in this." Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're going to use the uh, what is the. Uh, Excelsior's Guy Pierce's stuff. Yeah, yeah. To bring your uh, your, your hand limbs back. back. Yeah, mm-hmm. except you will explode eventually. <laughs> that's oh God, true. That's It'd be worth the risk, yeah. though. But uh, wow, man! So that is that. That to me should enter. That enters the playlist of um, uh, must make items for a holiday. Done deal. Yeah, I try to bring you one every year if yeah. I can. Steve. Now, what, Kathy, now I thought about making it for you what? so that you could make this for you and you can bring it somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I didn't, no, I, didn't, yeah. I said I thought about it. Yeah. I didn't say I and then and then, he, and then he snapped out of it. What 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 other uh, what, what other dishes did you make that were home that hit? So um, you said the carrots with the, the, the yeah the carrots fantastic okay. the, everything the the sausage. Uh, oh, we're looking at the carrots. Yeah, the, yeah. The uh, the sausage wow. stuffing. I think I'm I'm, I'm going to make all of this uh, for I Thanksgiving. I love how somebody says uh, bacon wrapped carrots. Share the recipe. <laughs> I mean, it's just, just a piece of bacon around a carrot, right? Yeah, but do you know what temperature and how long I cooked it? Okay, okay. Man, that, more that, than the fact that. that I glazed it halfway through with uh, with maple. All right, well there you go. He did love it. Super duper easy. He cut off his hand to make sure it tasted and right. I, on a couple of them, I cut up some sage and sprinkled that on there too. And mm. yeah. Yeah. you ever done uh, asparagus wrapped in brujute and a little bit of cream cheese on the um, on the asparagus? No, I've done bacon wrapped asparagus, okay. but not. Uh, we but did not a turkey wrapped uh, asparagus. Okay, yeah, I, I did uh, bake um, uh, prosciutto wrapped asparagus last year and. Uh, uh, that sounds good. It's really good. You do have to make sure you don't cook the asparagus for too long because mm-hmm. it'll uh, it'll get too dark. I'm not yeah. a prosciutto fan, believe no? me. No, yeah, I'm a I big just fan. Not. Yeah, one of my favorite salted meats. Yeah, I have the big book of salted meats. Nick's list of salted meats. <laughs> yeah, ranks near the top. A big picture book at home called the Big Book <laughs> of Salted. Meats. You know, it might be my favorite salted meat. I'm going to cut to the chase. Well. All right. You know, my father fought pursuit in World War II, so <laughs> I understand. Really? He's got you some gotta, bad memories. I understand. All right, well, anyhow, we got it We got it next week. We, we can speak more uh, in detail about w- uh, Thanksgiving as we get closer. I want to make sure that you you parse out, maybe we can get, you know, somebody, uh, another chef or whatever to get on to give some tips, because I think people, I sense, 
a return to whole hog Thanksgiving splendor because oh, we yeah. do love this holiday yeah. because it's it is the simple one. By the way, don't give gifts on this day or we'll drive around and, and beat you up. Now, Kay, Perky, Casey's yeah. cooking a turkey for the first time. I am. Sure. I am. And uh, Perky, the yes. turkey is going to help Perky, the turkey yeah. from the Perky Almond Trail. <laughs> yeah, he's going to help me out with uh, my recipe. No, Press, uh, the uh, hash brown casserole that you guys made, that is going to be at our uh, oh, Thanksgiving table. Yeah. You guys are hosting? Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be me and my family and my in-laws. Okay. That's it. And Gary there. And, yeah. well, <laughs> if you can find the soul train, make it <laughs> over. Make it over? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, good luck with your with your recipes and, uh, and your Thanksgiving meal. Like I said, we'll talk a little bit more about it. I saw this other article I wanted to bring up to you guys. So the title of the article was... Why do all men like throwing rocks into water? Because <laughs> uh, it's awesome. And yeah. I thought about it, you know, I do like throwing rocks into so water. I. And I, in fact, I can't ever imagine being around a natural body of water. Mm-hmm. And not throwing. And not picking up a rock and throwing it into the water. Now, there's throwing the rock into the water and or skipping stones. Sure. Which are both wonderful. They're both wonderful. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I mean, think... you will obviously skip if given the opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think it's just men, though. I don't think I've been near a body of water where I haven't thrown really? a rock in. Yeah. Huh. No kidding. Yeah, I feel like you have to pick a rock up and throw it in the water. That's right. very cool. Well, uh, this... when you go down to the fishing hole, Kathy. Yeah. Yeah. This article says men, rocks, water, why? Uh, and according to archaeologist and geologist Dr. Uh, Reed Faring, I think I've got to record some data that'll explain this for that one. Huh? Said that humans have probably been pelting massive chunks of stuff for hundreds of thousands of years uh, during the late Homo erectus or nearly or early Neanderthal periods. Throwing rocks was a communal undertaking. Oh yeah, let's get together and throw some rocks. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, they didn't have cable yet. It's also related to survival. How else uh, can you keep a saber-toothed cat off your back and away from your food? Also, I wonder if it's a way to, to determine how deep the water is. And apparently, it's become a viral video. Not a viral, but but yeah, it's a video thing now. So there are people, okay. you, can, you can watch people... Throwing rocks. Like an ASMR kind Well, of there's thing? a guy, uh, uh, there's a guy, here we go, uh, Vin, uh, Vincenzo Carbone, hey! a self-titled rock-throwing guy. His most popular rock-throwing video is viewed by 11 million people. Vinny Carbone does this? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Vincenzo Carbone. <laughs> All right. The, yeah. um, I, I, listen, I can watch people throw and skip stones. Like, those. Uh, they, they have competitions. Yes, yeah. they do. Where they're skipping them a dozen, 20 it's times, tremendous. which is amazing. Yep. I think the most I've ever gotten is, like, six. And I, you know. Oh, I've, I got, I've got more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't, I, you know, I have to do it again. But I like, skipped the Panama Canal. So uh, I have Marissa bring a picture up in our studio. This is my favorite picture of me and my son, and it's me throwing rocks into Lake Champlain. Okay. And uh, and so, you know, it, he's probably, I don't even know, like six, seven years old or something like that. And, you know, it's just just two guys doing a, a what thing. Chucking stuff off a bridge. Rocks, yeah. yeah, lots of stuff. You two know guys what, chucking rocks. I do... Like the sound of a nice, like a uh, big rock, the bloosh, the blorth. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, I like, I like that sound. Gablorth, yeah, Gablorth, Gablorth. Everyone, can we name our next child Gablorth, please? <laughs> what is he named? He's named after the sound a heavy rock makes when dropped into water. Gablorth. <laughs> oh, his great uncle Jebediah Gablorth. Gablorth. This is Pladunk. Nice to meet you. Uh, there is a soothing sound that that comes from dropping a big. Yes. And also, if you can do it off a cliff, which oh. uh, if you go through the Wissahickon, 
uh, trail. There are a couple of places where you can do that and get a big gablorth. 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 Gablorth? Yeah. I hear more gablorth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, mine definitely starts with the G. Gablorth. Yours starts with a G. Gablorth. Gablorth. Kablorth. There's a T-H at the end. Yeah. I'd like to that. see closed captioning on this. Kablorth. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I love it. It is. There's something soothing about it. It's yeah. so I, very old, rustic entertainment. There you and, go. Uh, skipping Stones is, is equal. Yeah. Uh, rocks throwing ancient history could explain... Rock throwing's ancient history could be uh, could explain why the trend is so appealing to modern-day men. It's basically a chaotic bonding experience. Yes, most videos feature several fellas co- cooperating to pick up a boulder that would be too heavy for just one of them. But even the clips that feature solo throwers have become conversation starters for thousands of guys on the Internet. It's it's what replaces pillaging. I think that we as human beings have a fa- fascination, I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it all the way down to this, of... Doing something here, yes, and having something happen over, over there. there, yes. You know what I mean. That's why, like remote controlled cars, yep. and airplanes, and things like that, um, or even shooting. If it comes down to that, if you're shooting at a target at a distance, you did something here, and it made something happen over there. That's why I think we as human beings are just. Uh, it's it's something that we. We get some, or some, guys do some sense of uh, accomplishment, not accomplishment, but just satisfaction out. Cause and effect, like yeah. for example, firing a bazooka at a car across a field. Fireworks it is one of that. my bucket list things to do. Watch that car yeah. explode. That's why um, lighting fireworks are more fun yeah. than watching them. Right? I did you, that. You I see did. the lighting process. I made that explosion. I set that house on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's why I like having a football catch with my son, and we have catches all the time. But and. So you have it's a cause and effect. I throw this, I drop this dime, and if he doesn't catch it, it's like that is so unsatisfying. You drop this dime. That's you know when I drop the dime, like I throw a great pass. Oh, is that slang right, for throwing a great pass? Yeah, right on the mark. You I know. Didn't know By that. the way, yeah. we were looking at the at one of the rock skipping championships. <laughs> this looks like the most backwoods thing I've ever seen. Uh, they got to do stuff too, Steve. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying it's like there's there seems to be no actual there's no no one's lining up. There's no progression. There's no. Is this a no championship, rules. or are we just watching no, we were, people skip and rock? We right? were looking at a clip before, and it was. It said the caption said the championship. I think it was a different one. This says most epic stone stone skips of 2018. Okay, <laughs> featuring the Guinness World Record holder. Ooh. Oh, so twenty two skips. Uh, having the the proper rock is is key. Oh yeah, absolutely. And obviously, having nice flat water is important too. Um, so this uh, uh this. Uh, expert goes on to say, uh, we threw rocks constantly as young boys. Uh, if you could break, uh, this is according to Dr. Faring, if you could break a window with a rock and then run away, it was even more fun. We always wanted to see who could throw a rock the farthest. Throwing rocks is just a great way to show who the strongest man in the group is. It's fun. It's the things that you would do as a kid, like blowing the pilot light out in someone's home and then throwing a lit flare to the window. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Right. That's- yeah. Something fun about yeah. that. Homegrown fun. Um, also, there's an aesthetic element. Think you about, know, innocent stuff. <laughs> it says, think about how water ripples when you throw rocks into it's it. It's very soothing. According to Vincenzo Carbone, hey! the self-titled rock throwing guy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's what he identifies with. Here's the feeling I get when I see the little ripples in the water. It reminds me of a being with my first lover. 
He said, personally, it's I a... I pull my pants down. He said, it's a stress reliever. Yeah, it's a stress. I get all wound up because, you know, my job is just skipping stones. He said, when I see the splash, I always try to get a bigger one on the next throw. That's what I try. And if I'm with someone, the goal is to throw it further than my opponent. Sometimes it's to feel better, and sometimes it's to show who's the best. All right. So that, that's gotten a little deeper than I would anticipate. But they actually did show in this video, Preston, they have... Specific, I guess, league um, approved stones that are okay. a- that are actually almost look like large Alka Seltzers. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That would work. Great. So I'd like to take a crack with one of those. Suckers. Yeah. Me too. I wonder if you can order those. Uh, a bet, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it looked like it came in a package. Stones. Is there a place on City Line that sells them <laughs> by any chance? Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Oh yeah, Skipping Stones are. Skipping us. Stones. I forgot about yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's- well, how could I have not remembered? I gotta be honest with you, you're our first customer ever. <laughs> uh, Nick is looking up the world stone skimming. They call it skimming. Skimming championships. Oh, this year's was canceled. Oh okay. man, so oh, because man. the guy died. Well, I believe <laughs> the one guy. Uh, but they're gonna be uh, Steve. They're bringing, bringing it back next year, September twenty nice. second in. Argyle, Scotland. Okay, so we have to uh, talk to Bill about getting over there for this. <laughs> yeah, okay. for the what? <laughs> Stone skimming, Bill. In Scotland, <laughs> Bill. Yeah, I bet you. It's like the pumpkin chunking. Bill loves the pumpkin chunking. He loves, loves, loves the pumpkin like chunking. Totally into it. I would. I'd love to. I wouldn't mind going to Bonner see that. Alert. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's Bill's reaction to the pumpkin chunking. Uh, well, well, maybe you can add. Uh, you can add stone throwing. Stone skimming, skipping, whatever you want to call it, to your Thanksgiving activity. There are some things I was I was never that much of a fan of, of walking along like a picket fence with a stick. That was not my thing. No. I was more a stone skipper. <laughs> stone skipping and then also sharpening uh, sticks into On the pavement and into turning daggers. them into, into, into knives. <laughs> yes. Yes. Collecting, walking, like like yeah. if we would go anytime, still to this day, if we go to a trail or something like that, yeah. uh-huh. got to find a walking stick. Burning leaves or paper with a magnifying glass. Oh, okay. Well, I've yeah. never done that. Yeah. I didn't like to, uh, bur- torturing bugs. That was not my thing. No. You don't want to do that. No, I don't want to hurt bugs. No, definitely. I want to go it. skip rocks now. Oh. <laughs> now, do you? Yeah, because yeah, it's been a little while. Where's Casey? <laughs> <laughs> There's a reservoir right, over, right here. over there. Yeah. He's outside oh. skipping stones. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> You live near. You live nearby a reservoir. You can go over there. Yeah, but there's no way I can. You can't. Did you just say to Diane, like, if you're, just, I'm going to go out, <laughs> going out doing some skipping? Yeah, <laughs> my dad got arrested for swimming in that reservoir. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Springton Lake, right? Yeah, you're yeah. not allowed to. Yeah, there were three. Yeah, my when he had a uh, birthday party several years later, my mom uh, made T-shirts that said "Free the Springton Lake 3. <laughs> <laughs> he got arrested for swimming in there. Yeah, he was 17 or 18. It was a hot summer day. Uh, he, he was, was probably, dressed as Gypsy Rose Lee. He's probably skipping stone, Steve, or maybe uh, dragging his uh, along a picket fence or whatever. But yeah, he and his two buddies went uh, swimming in there, got arrested. You're not allowed to do anything in that. No, no, you used to be able to fish. We used to fish there for sunnies. Traditionally, yeah. they they will not let you swim in reservoirs, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. you're not supposed to, right? right. Yeah, is, that, so, is that eventually used for drinking water? There's drinking yes, water. That's that the understanding. Yeah. There's a reservoir right over here next yeah. to the. Uh, is that drinking Hilton. water? I think that's skipping water. Oh, is it <laughs> skipping water? <laughs> <laughs> Can't you see, son? <laughs> the skipping that's reservoir. Skipping water. Get out of that skipping water. <laughs> Remember the show Petticoat Junction, Preston? Yeah. The, the women of the town used to bathe in the town water supply. And that's why those people were all insane. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. 
I've drink, right. been drinking a lot of menstrual blood lately because of the, uh, the the old water situation. Anyhow, I thought that was a weird little article. Had never really I thought about that. it, but the fact that that we, as as men, and as Kathy said, some ladies like her, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, Kathy's uh, a different breed. Are uh, are into uh, skipping stones and such. She loves <laughs> fishing and clubbing possums to death. Oh, <laughs> she does hate possums. I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a moment. And uh, don't forget that we do have a save the date for you. It is for the Preston and Steve uh, Christmas Miracle. It's going to be on the 17th this year. God, am I looking forward to this one. Parks Casino. It will be at the 360 Lounge. And we're going to get you details on when you can get. uh, In fact, uh, there's an event this Friday that you can go to and win your way into it. It's a courtesy of our friends at Miller Lite. We have a pre-party at uh, Saloon uh, in Westchester. Uh, so that is this coming Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. And I'll, I'll remind you as we get a little bit closer to it. So take a break and be right back. Stay with us. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference. Right now, visit your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Phil Abundance to provide a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp out for hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Before we get to this next segment, I'm just going to ask this on the air, Casey. We got a text we were talking about. What's the name of that reservoir that we were talking about? Springton Lake. Uh, Somebody texted and said there's actually an old neighborhood buried at the bottom of that reservoir that never completely, they never completely got rid of uh, the houses. And when the water is low, you can see the tops of the houses. See, I just, I I don't know if that's true or not. So when you drive across, there's a a little bridge that goes across the Springton Lake Reservoir. And, And by the way, the water has not been low in that reservoir in a long, long time because they have like a little tower out there and you can sort of... Uh, see just through the water levels because on that tower and and so the the reservoir itself has been pretty full okay. for years now but on the other side of the of the road is a giant hill and i wonder right. if they're talking about down there because interesting that's, that's where the stream would flow through and that mm-hmm. essentially that bridge serves as a dam to maintain the reservoir and the, and the water levels right so you mentioned this preston this concept and they have done it before oh I yeah they, they, they flood a town I just watched a horror movie called Deep Dive, yeah. and they they go they dive down to houses that are under uh, right. you know, a lake. Yep. But it's a ghost story Ooh, underwater, which is very cool. cool, very well done, and it it incorporates um, found footage uh-huh. sort of uh, approach with like you know that. regular directing. So it's not like all. Yeah. Blair Witchish, right. but it's there are parts of it. It's really well done. Okay. I'll have to take a look-see. Um, yeah, I didn't know yeah. if anybody listening might uh, be able to to uh, concur, confirm that yeah. or not. So. That has, a, you know, like Centralia sort of... Uh, yeah, you know, right. Sort of yeah. just abandoned a town. Ghost townish. Yeah. But if you go down that road, I believe that's Palmer's Mill Road, you can go and, and get to the bottom of that. And, and I'd like to go down and, and take a look. So the top link, uh, I'm sorry, the top text disagrees. Says that okay. story about the sunken town below Springton Lake is absolutely false. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. I bet you that's one of the underwater denizens who Don wants to keep it a secret. Mm -hmm. It was pretty fun while we thought about it it being real for about five minutes. I still (laughs) want to believe it's real. Well, listen, um, there's something that we have not done in a long, long time. 
and I thought this might be worth bringing up because I don't want it to fade away for good, but I'm going to be the historian now. All right. It's been a while since we've done this. From Man. the last library high atop the offices of WMMR, we go now to the historian. Deep in repose, <laughs> if you, one can be deep in repose, yes. and researching <laughs> diligently new stories to give to us on the air. I've decided to... Dis- his pipe hanging from his mouth, mm-hmm. his glasses slightly askew, mm. bathing in the victory of a new way to prevent to present... Macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I'm just um, farting this out my ass. So I'm going to I'm going to frame this as interesting, strange, and shocking stories from the past. Wow. Okay. Interesting, strange, and shocking stories from the past. That is correct. As he just accurately told us, somewhere under a reservoir, there's an entire flooded town. No, I did not accurately say that. That's not a true that. thing. Not... That was completely made up. <laughs> I found out. But most of this should be relatively accurate. Somebody texted and said Lake Nakamixon has a flooded town. Of course, it's a flooded town. A number of people historian are... historian made a slight mistake. A number of people are texting it. No, it wasn't a mistake. No, just, it was a completely accurate mistake. is a different... It, that's Naka a lake. Mixon it's not a, a reservoir. It's a resu- that's it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, listen, we... <laughs> one of these days, you know, we talked about it years ago, going out and going, to, and we we did ourselves go out and check out some of these places, these legendary oh, yeah. mm-hmm. places that everyone talks about. What are they? What yes. what is this place? You know, and 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 finally get that done. All right. Well, in the meantime, there's a story from right. history for you. History is what has happened in the past. A power hungry scientist and an evil dictator bidding to create a super soldier using humans and apes sounds like the stuff of science fiction. However. During Russia's Soviet era, Joseph Stalin poured money into sensational experiments which involved injecting human sperm into female gorillas and even more shockingly, inseminating human women with the seed of primates. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened? Stalin ordered renowned scientist uh, Ila v- uh, Ivanova uh, to create an invincible breed of of Red Army soldiers... Of superhuman guerrilla men! Uh, secret documents released in the 1990s showed. Archive papers say the Kremlin chief demanded that these mutant warriors be, quote, resilient and resistant to hunger, and he said that they should be of immense, immense strength, but with an underdeveloped brain. Man, I tell you what. People think, okay, that's purely the stuff of science fiction, but Hitler was into the occult. Mm-hmm. Stalin was doing stuff like this. Yeah. The search for a super serum for soldiers goes on to this day. It's all part of, uh, of actual history, historian. Stalin also wanted them to work on railroad construction. So With gorillas? Yeah, he didn't want just uh, you, soldiers. He well, wanted yeah. these uh, as railroad construction. He also wanted hotels to be entirely staffed by gorillas. Uh, I don't know what that was about. The scientist Ivanov, Ivanov uh, had made his Welcome. name. Welcome. Will you be staying the weekend? At the turn of the century by perfecting. More pillows to him, 403, please. By perfecting artificial insemination in horses, providing <sighs> that the sperm of one male stallion could impregnate up to 500 females. No, this was species to species. Okay, okay so, so now were they doing so, gorilla horses or. Uh, no, 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 no. This is horses and horses. Okay. Um, of courses, of courses. <laughs> He then began experimenting with hybridization and tried to create a super horse by crossing the animals with zebras. So what would a super horse be capable of? 
I don't know. But flying? He wasn't any good. It, it didn't. He didn't. He didn't succeed in that. How comes this can't fly? Ivanov and the Soviet leaders became interested in the possibility of crossing humans with their closest relatives in radical experiments, which would enhance the reputation of Rus- Russian science. I want you to create a gorilla mouse. The term human Z was human. coined oh my later in the 20th century and refers to a human-chimp crossbreed, a scientific, uh, scientifically possible hybridization. Isn't this incredibly chilling? I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. And you know... You know there's stuff we don't know that's going on right now that's similar to this. Well, this gets even worse. So in 1924, Ivanov put his proposals for the warped hybridization experiment to the Soviet government and received funding for a trip to Africa to collect animals. Yeah, sure. And despite his work being controversial, he managed to secure support uh, from Pasteur Institute in the Pasteur Institute in Paris, which let him use a research station in Guinea, West Africa for <sighs> ape breeding research. However, oh when he arrived at the research center... He discovered that the chimps were not mature enough to take part in the experiment. He then began researching how best to capture and subdue the animals. The scientists wrote, the biggest problem is catching uh, is to catch live fe- living females. Researchers learned to torch trees and chase apes <sighs> into cages as they, as they scampered down. And he managed to inseminate three chimps with human sperm, but none of the beasts fell pregnant. Ivanov reported that, listen to this, this is the worst part. All right. That it's pretty a- bad up to now. African women had been seized to be impregnated with ape serum. Can you imagine this? But no pregnancy resulted. Uh, Horrible. Female gorillas were set to receive human sperm as well before the experiments were shut down, so they never well, got Why did they that. at least give them the option of using dating apps? Ivanov then uh, headed back to the Soviet Union where he set up an ape nursery with 20 chimps in the subtropical republic of Ab- Abkhazia near Georgia. I don't know. I've had a sleep and woke up here. While his uh, project failed, uh, Ivanov was arrested in 1930. He became one of the millions rounded up by uh, Stalin and died in a labor camp in 1932. Huh. You look at the stuff that Joseph Mengele did, and you look at the stuff that the um, the the uh, Japanese were doing on uh, the Chinese the their their Mangala like doctors during World War Two. It's in a uh, there's a movie called Men Behind the Sun. I mean, like, how, how can you do this? Uh, yeah, and, and that the end result was mm-hmm. a like a, a gorilla army. Yes. All right. And, so and what it, what did the end result prove that other than oh they they couldn't do it yeah they they just, they, they just tried it they 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 went out to try we have and, tried gorilla armies to not make it happen we were going broke on bananas and they couldn't do it I just you know and there obviously is a scientific answer to the question as to why certain sperm won't interact with other eggs standoffish <laughs> yeah. No, but like, uh, but you have crossbreeding with like you know lion and a tiger. You have a liger. Oh, liger, and, yes. And, you know why does why does some take and others and don't? Why, why you know can you cr- you can't crossbreed a dog with a cat? I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you can't crossbreed a horse and a zebra. I thought that you would be able to. Right? Are they not similar genetically? I, I mean, would, very I similar. You would think in any anything within the simian realm. You know, I mean, uh, so like a spider monkey and a an orangutan. I, they might. I mean, yeah, they're kind I of in the same deal. I have no. Could idea. a Great Dane inseminate a Chihuahua? Um. Wow. Right. Good question. I mean, I know the dogs can crossbreed. Obviously, right. right. You're probably better off doing it the other way around. Could a gorilla and a Chihuahua get it? Up? No, I mean Chihuahua to Great Dane because if. Because there's a lot more playroom. <laughs> I mean, but you can't take it from behind. Well, no, because you would have to do That's it. Your, yeah, doggy style. Doggy style. Yeah, doggy style. Yeah. That ladder you'd need. I was just thinking, uh, if it was a Chihuahua pregnant with a Great Dane puppy, 
the Great Dane puppy's not going to... It's not going to explode the child. No, it's going to eventually <laughs> devour the, the mother. I'll tell you right. what's going to happen. is the Great Dane's going to leave town yeah. and be nowhere to be found. That's right. Yeah. All right. And there's going to be one pissed off Dane Wow Wow. We could go on and on about this. Uh, uh, yeah. My mind is reeling. We're going to go Kathy's to... Kathy's actually drawing pictures of these things. <laughs> We're going to a different story now. Something else. Another interesting... Now that we leave the world of Soviet <laughs> sperm and gorilla experimentation... The historian takes us into another part of history mm. as he waves his pipe at Kathy in a most suggestive manner. This one, well, I could tell you what I have written down in parentheses at the top of this. Is it disgusting? Yes, it's called rectal feeding. I'm oh all in. Okay. So, um, do you do the thing where you go, woo, and you move the spoon around the <laughs> anus? No. So, here comes the choo train. Listen to this bit of history here for you, friends. During Charles Guiteau's trial for the murder of President James A. Garfield, he said, quote, I admit to shooting the president. It was the doctors who murdered him. Ah. Though he was convicted, he may have had a bit of a point given the surgical, uh, rect- the surgeries and rectical- rectal feeding that he was forced to endure. This so please, is crazy. Uh, so were they vis-a-vis like, a, like an enema feeding him instead of a tube down the throat, they were feeding him backdoor style. Well, let's go down the story okay. here, and you'll find out. So, at nine thirty a.m. on July second, eighteen eighty-one, President James A. Garfield was shot as he waited for a train to take him for his summer vacation. Less than four months into his presidency, he was uh, the the his assassin grazed the president on the shoulder with one bullet, but the second one went through wow. uh, his first lumbar vertebrae and lodged firmly in his abdomen. A number of doctors rushed to attend the president, one of whom was named Dr. Dr. Willard Bliss. Dr. Doctor? His first name is actually Doctor. Oh, my God. Yes. That's right out of Spies Like Us. Uh, and also, it's uh, right out of uh, um, uh, Doctor Strange. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Doctor? <laughs> Strange. Uh, yes, it is odd. So he would he would go on to be Garfield's chief doctor over the next few months until his death. After I he recommend de- lasagna. After he declared quite dramatically, if, if I can't save him, no one can. Well, second. it turns out that the best system for getting a doctor might not to be uh, might not be to see who shows up and see who calls dibs. However, as many questions arose about his medical care, with quite a few of them being "What the hell." Uh, the doctors on the scene attempted to remove the bullet uh, through the time-honored method of essentially jamming their unwashed fingers in there and to see if they could wiggle it out. Oh, my God. But with no luck, moving him back to the White House, they tried again to help uh, the president by digging around with unwashed medical equipment inside his body without washing their hands first, a technique now known as finishing the assassin's job. Uh, his death was not necessarily assured when he went in for these surgeries, it's possible that he could have survived these injuries had the medicine around the time been adhered to. Though the team did not sterilize their equipment, that wasn't because the technique wasn't around yet. Joseph Lister, pioneer of antiseptics, uh, had been demonstrating uh, the medical benefits. Is that where we get Listerine? Yes, from? it is. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And um, uh, Lord Douche was another leader so, in so the this technology. this has been around for about 20 years. Though European doctors... Uh, we're quicker to adopt proper hygiene. The methods were known about in America following Lister's tour of the United States in 1876 and were beginning to be accepted by doctors and surgeons there, too. So, Bliss was not among them. In his determination to get the bullet out, uh, he and his team repeatedly introduced germs into the president's wounds over the next nine weeks. More germs. <clears throat> Listen, at nine weeks, a couple of months yeah. of working on him. Put some raw chicken in that wound. 
To cap it all off, Garfield was given large doses of morphine for his pain, pain, oh. <laughs> pain and also quinine uh, for what they wrongly believe to be malaria. Is that quinine? I don't know what yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah, what is it? It's like a, I've heard of quinine water, and I don't know exactly what it's all used for. That's probably what it is. Yeah. So the combined treatments left the president unable to keep much liquid and food down, which is when the good doctor began looking around for other access points for sustenance. Oh, no. And he was about to start shoving food into the president's butt. Give me that hoagie. Before he did die, he had to endure nearly three months at the hands of a doctor who had an astonishing determination to feed him through his rectum. No. First, Bliss tried feeding yolks of eggs up in there mixed with beef extract and whiskey. About a smoothie. But he decided to cease this due to annoying and offensive flatus. Okay, so he's farting his brains out. Yeah, the symptom was promptly relieved by discontinuing the egg. How the hell did they allow... Considering who he was, to allow basically these guys to experiment on him. There weren't that many doctors around that were saying, yeah, I can do this. So listen to this. The egg that they stopped putting in there was switched for cow's blood. Oh, my God. But this didn't work out either as the, quote, character of the ejecta demonstrated. Okay, so it came back out? I guess so. I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with a lot of this terminology. The team eventually settled on a mix that didn't cause odd smells, though that seems quite the low bar for successful medicine. The recipe was as follows. So here's what they were shoving up his butt. All right, if you're looking for something to serve on Thanksgiving, get a, bo- a pen and paper. Third of a pound of fresh beef, finely minced, in 14 ounces of cold, soft water, to nice. which a few drops of muriatic acid and a little salt had been added. <sighs> After digesting for an hour to an hour and a quarter... Strain it through a sieve and wash the residue with five ounces of cold water, pressing it uh, to remove all soluble matter. The mixed liquid will contain the whole and the soluble uh, constituents of the meat, uh, and then it may be drank cold or slightly warmed. Okay. But they they were going up his butt with it. Well, then what, the, uh, drinking's not an option. So I assume they were applying it like an enema bag, right? Uh, yeah, essentially. Yeah. So uh, the resulting and infections... And now stuffing. ...from the su- surgeries ordered by Dr. Bliss combined with malnutrition caused uh, by malaria treatment and rectal feeding are in the end what killed the president. All right, so let me ask you a question. If you do, uh, and I've heard of this, I don't think, it, I don't even know how it would be possible. People have done things like beer enemas or, or booze. I've heard claims that they can actually taste it um, when that happens. Mm. Is that simply psychological? I don't or, know. Yeah, so, I, you know... I mean, there's no taste buds in your Right, butt. in your butt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so... That's what my uncle says. Maybe it's psychosomatic. Maybe you're, you're getting... By the, the way, son, Steve, <laughs> remember that there's no taste buds in your butthole. Gotcha. I didn't know it took two months for uh, Garfield to die after he got shot. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And just endured. Well, it must have been miserable. It must the, have been agony. The doctors were killing him, basically. Yeah. There was a stretch from 1860 until 1980 where every president who was... Uh, uh, elected in uh, uh, a year divisible by 20 with either shot or died. Yeah. So it started with Lincoln in 1860 and then Garfield in 1880 and then... Uh, but only one had bud food. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, I have another interesting story that I would pass along. These are... that, that was weird. That was incredibly weird between guerrilla super uh, soldiers and butt feeding. Yep. How does a historian possibly top those two? These are interesting, strange, and shocking stories from the past. So this one... Is out of World War II. All right. Uh, the world may never have witnessed the horror of the atomic bomb if the U.S. had pressed ahead with a far more bizarre plan 
in World War II, and that was to drop bats fitted with incendiary devices onto Japanese cities. Explosive bats. Kind of sort. Yeah. The idea was dreamed up by amateur inventor and dentist uh, Little Adams. We need something that can help defeat the Japanese. Bring in a dentist. And Adams apparently knew Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, well, there you go. And it would have seen thousands of the nocturnal creatures fitted with bombs and dropped over Japan during the day, safe in the knowledge that they would seek out the dark loft spaces of homes which were mostly made from wood and paper. How do you ensure the flight path of the bats? Uh, they just they know that they well yeah that's a good, well they would drop them in a in a general okay. area and know that they would end up looking for these types of places to uh, to hang out these types of little nooks. So their timed explosive would then explode, starting thousands of fires, which it was hoped would cause enough damage to force Japan to surrender. Wow, uh, the idea that's event- a reach. Eventually named Project X Ray was successfully tested on a mock Japanese city in the desert in California. Mock? Yeah. Yeah. Bat? Um, yeah. Bomb? Yeah. <laughs> uh, with that fake city destroyed as intended, the plan only failed to be used on Japan because the program to develop the nuclear weapon had reached its successful conclusion. Hey, we got a nuclear bomb! By the summer 1945. <laughs> hey, put the bats down. We got an A-bomb. All right. Oh, God damn it! I just worked out the harness. Uh, military uh, historian Vince Houghton. You can still go ahead with the butt feeding, though. Said, in hindsight, uh, it may have worked, and it may have been something that would have potentially caused less Japanese deaths than the atomic bombs did. It seems very scattershot at best. Mr. Houghton, who is the curator of the International Spy Museum, explained that the idea was dreamt up by dental surgeon Little Adams, who knew Eleanor Roosevelt. Adams, Adams had the idea... Uh, or it might be Lytle. That's oh, no, no. <laughs> I want it to be Little Adams. Adams had the idea after the devastating Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor while he was driving from New York, uh, from uh, New Mexico, where there are millions of bats, to his home in Pennsylvania. Mm, bat bombs! <laughs> on discovering that bats could carry multiple times their own body weight, uh, Adams believed that they could be used to launch a devastating attack on Japan. Let's fill up pelicans' mouths with nitroglycerin. The dentist, who Mr. Houghton described as a tinkering inventor, wrote to Mrs. Roosevelt to tell her of the idea. What if we were to train gorillas to forcibly butt-feed Japanese soldiers? Uh, she spoke to her husband, who then ordered William Wild Bill Donovan, the head of se- uh, Secretive Wartime Intelligence Agency. The best names. Uh, the Office of Strategic Services to look into the project. Scientists then built a full-scale mock Japanese city in wow. the Mojave Desert and rounded up a bunch of bats. The experts made the bats go into hibernation by putting them in refrigerated trucks. Quick uh, question, though. Would this process not also kill the bats? Yeah, they don't care about killing they bats. They care about bats. Uh, they then fit... They're, they're going to kill thousands of human beings, so I think the bats are not really... Much, they're, oh. they're collateral damage. All right, man. Uh, they it's then, easy for you to say you're not a bat. They then fitted them with timed containers filled with the recently invented explosive napalm and packed them into cylinders, which would open in midair. So they put them inside that cylinder with the idea that they would drop them, the bats would wake up halfway down, and they would fly out of the cylinder, and they would do their actual mission. The hell is this? However, the, sci- however, the scientists initially miscalculated how long it would take the bats to wake up, and so the creatures did not leave the cylinder before they hit the ground, and many died. Oh, my God. Um, so eventually, FDR took a, uh, a meeting with one of the bats. I have an idea for an atomic bomb. Uh <laughs> Go on. Yeah, using atomic energy, we split the atom and cause a chain reaction. This might be better than the mass murder of bats and tubes. 
dickhead. Uh, the next time Mr. Houghton said they waited too long. And he explored butt feeding. And so when scientists went to load them into the cylinders, they were wide awake and flew out in every single direction. <laughs> I today took a meeting with a bat who uh, had an incredible plan for how we can defeat the Japanese in this most <laughs> despicable war. The good news is that half of the bats flew straight to the mock-up Japanese city. Mock? Uh, yeah. Went to the eaves and attics of that mock-up Japanese city. This is insane. Exploded and burned the Japanese city to the ground. Unfortunately, many of the bats flew to a nearby working Carlsbad U.S. Army Airfield Auxiliary oh Air Base. God. That's what I was saying. So in, in New Mexico, and burned down buildings there too. You could, unless you had a, a precise method of controlling where they went, mm-hmm. and obviously you would love to have been able to save as many civilians as possible. But this is so. But you know, it's it's not. They used they were attaching bombs to uh, dolphins. Oh you yeah. Know? I mean, it was. It was a standard sort of thing. They, they were trying everything. There was a similar project called Project Pigeon, and essentially it's the same thing where they, they would strap <gasps> the bombs to pigeons and drop them off, and it was de- developed by B.F. Skinner. <gasps> no kidding. Yeah. The psychologist. But it, it, it also, where, where bat bombs failed, they thought pigeons could uh, save the day. Okay. Well, the dentists were obviously leading the war effort. Yeah. No proctologists unless you consider the butt feeding a... Mm. Yeah, I guess technically that could be a... Uh, so anyhow, uh, the time of the result of the project in the summer of 1945 meant that it had clashed with the results of the successful program to develop nuclear weapons, and so the bat bombs were never put into uh, use. That right. is amazing. Uh, to me, though, on the surface, it would seem rife with issues, and obviously, as you pointed out, it was. There was a, there's a whole other story where they, they wanted to make these, and we have to wrap up the historian segment, where, where they wanted to do these... Uh, these buried nuclear bombs uh, that were, uh, the, they were going to keep them from exploding by keeping chickens inside of them. Yes. Because it had to do with the warmth of their body. It's really weird the things that they considered using as weapons back in the day. You remember the Project Easter Egg where they were going to paint landmines as eggs? Oh, my God. And then invite the, uh, the Nazis out to go Easter egg hunting. Wow. Okay. And then it just it didn't work. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the historian for you. It's been a long time. It's been a while, but yeah. we had one of our best historians mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. We went from butt feeding to, uh, no, we went from gorilla army to butt feeding to bat bombs. Yes. How can you not <laughs> love those? Uh, so we'll do it again sometime. Interesting, strange, and shocking stories Wow, from our past. That's All a hell, right. of a, hell of a historian. We're leaving the library, and we're headed into a commercial break. We'll be back in a second. Make sure you stay with us, because the Bizarre Files coming up next. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. We have totals food by weight. You helped raise over 2.3 million pounds of food, ladies and gentlemen. That's incredible. As far as cash goes, $1,047,527. Amazing. Until the 24th. If you didn't get a chance to help and you still want to, you can just swing by your local Acme at the checkout. You can make a donation. Yeah. You knocked it out of the park. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Camp Out is not possible without the generosity of you and our partners. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. All right, let's do the Bizarre File. (laughs) WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by WPHL TV. Young Sheldon joins Big Bang Theory on PHL 17 weeks and weeknights at 7 and 9 30. Family night. Every night is on PHL 17. 
All right, so, oh, yeah, here's the story that I was going to end the Bizarre Final oh, last yes. week, and I'm like, I don't want to end on a downer. All right, let's hear it. Um, this is really weird, and it's sad, the occasion. So, <clears throat> a driver led deputies on a meandering 45-minute pursuit on Thursday where he interrupted a funeral service before being taken into custody at the altar at the funeral service inside oh, the church. Man. So <clears throat> the chase began at 10.30 a.m. when 40-year-old uh, Jose Espinosa, the subject of a felony arrest warrant for allegedly making criminal threats, had refused to yield. Uh, Espinosa fled uh, slowly in a black Nissan Pathfinder. He crisscrossed uh, various neighborhoods and city streets and briefly traveled stretches of Interstate 805. Uh, but at about 11.15, he pulled in front of the most precious blood Catholic church, jumped out of the vehicle, and ran into the church. The pastor said, we stopped the service. People were wondering who this guy was, and I didn't know either. Video shows dozens of people quickly exiting the church as deputies followed the suspect inside. At the altar, Espinosa was put into handcuffs and escorted from the church by a handful of deputies. He was mumbling things, possibly praying at the altar before he was detained. The funeral service was for an 11-year-old boy who died from cancer. It's oh, horrible. And this guy comes rushing Ruins in. Ruins everything. In the middle of it. And, yeah, oh, it's just a terrible story. Funeral attendees were eventually let back inside. The service continued, but not before everyone in the church can, can, was counting their blessings. So, yeah, messed up story. All right, how about this? When 62-year-old luthier and museum owner uh, Bernard Raymond von Bredow asked his neighbor in Paraguay to keep an eye on his valuable Stradivarius violins while he went on a trip. He likely never thought the decision would be fatal. But fellow German Volker Granaz, uh, who is 58 years old, along with two other Germans, are now in custody over the torture and murder of Von Brito and his 14-year-old daughter, Lorena Lydia, uh, in their home. Four of Von Brito's Stradivarius violins were found in uh, Granaz's home. So he had these Stradivariuses, and this guy essentially was stealing them. It's you know. unbelievable. The two victims had been tortured. The older Von Bredow was found flung on a table, dead from a gunshot wound to the head, with signs of torture on his body. His daughter was found in the bathtub with a gunshot wound to her belly. What's a, what's a Stradivarius going for these days? It depends, but yeah. it can be millions. Yeah, yeah. You know, millions of dollars. So the two were likely killed somewhere else on the property and dragged to their final resting place. Evidence at the scene indicates that two or more individuals sought something inside the house. Uh, they believe that upon researching the value of Von Brito's collection, violins made by Italian luthier uh, Antonio Stradivari, Stradivari are worth millions. One sold for $13.1 million in 2011. Uh, he had uh, made uh, 960 violins, just 650 remain, making them incredibly valued. Uh, Granaz likely understood the value, and officials say that he would have tried to get the authentica- authentication certificates from Von Brito to sell them. None of the three men have been officially charged with homicide yet, uh, but those charges could be coming soon. It is unclear where the violins or the certificates of authenticity are now. Messed up, man. Uh, this is messed up, too. Sorry about all this, but these are the stories that I got from the weekend. An 11-year-old Austrian girl was reportedly infected with gonorrhea after bathing in a popular thermal pool while on vacation in Italy. That could happen? Oh, God. The girl was diagnosed with a Naziria gonorrhea uh, following a dip in the hot spring off the island of Pantelleria's Crater Lake Specchio de Venere, also known as the Mirror of Venus. Don't you, wouldn't you be under the (laughs) assumption that that 
that that that would kill any sort of in a thermal pool, yeah, germ or anything or virus. Two days after her family visited the pool, researchers from New Zealand's University of Auckland and Austria's University of Salzburg said that the girl developed uh, vulvoveg- vulvovaginitis. Oh. oh my God! Vulvovaginitis is an inflammation or irritation. It's the it, new sports car from Italy. I, it's also a very funny word. Vulvovaginitis <laughs> is an inflammation or irritation of the vagina and vulva. And the condition was per, uh, partially relieved uh, with over-the-counter antifungal cream. Uh, vaginal swabs cultured positive for the bacterial pathogen responsible for gonorrhea, but the child's family members tested negative. The reports showed that the family had split up with her and her father wading into the pool and her mom and younger sister in another. Because the girl adamantly denied any sexual contact and no opportunities for sexual exposure could be identified, it was concluded that she must have acquired the infection from the pool water contaminated by uh, gonococcus after a two-day incubation period. Were they able to get any samples that confirmed its presence in the... uh... I don't know about that. Eventually, the infection was successfully treated using uh, ceftroxone and azithromycin uh, with no adverse effects. The girl's pediatrician recommended... Uh, way baths for a period of two weeks. You help, want to do a way bath uh, to help restore her vaginal flora. Yeah, and that's the plan she put. Settled within a few days. A repeat the, swab four weeks later was negative. I, I, this is astonishing. So here, here's what they say: the experts believe that the temperature of the slightly acidic water served as a potential source of the infection. Uh. Right again, wow. you would think completely the opposite—that it would be it would be killing that stuff. The study's authors said that uh, there needs to be public understanding regarding the risk of exposure to pathogens by bathing in heavily frequented shallow shallow thermal pools. That's why I don't care where I am. If I get into a hot tub, I taste the water first. You should oh, just take a big oh, sip if of I can it, taste for any gunnery or syphilis. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, one last story, and we will. End. Yeah, let's end with this one. All right. Uh, a Washington man is going to prison for 20 months for running an illegal logging operation, and it was the DNA of big leaf maple trees that helped put him there. Or was it one tree in specific, actually, specifically? In the first federal case to use tree DNA as an evidence. How about that? Justin Andrew Wilk and his team of poachers stole the highly prized maple trees from the Olympic National Forest and sold the wood with forged permits. At the trial, a research geneticist for the U.S. Agricultural Department's Forest Service testified that the wood that Wilk sold was a genetic match to the remains of three poached maple trees that investigators had discovered. The DNA analysis... The prosecution's expert witness was Groot. The DNA analysis was so precise that it found the probability of the match being coincidental was approximately one in one Undecillion, wow. which is a one followed by 36 zeros. <laughs> well, that's pretty conclusive. Uh, the novel tree genetics convinced the jury members following a six-day trial to convict Wilk for conspiracy, theft of public property, Amazing. trafficking in unlawfully harvested timber, and other offenses as well. That is apparently a, um, a, a source of crime, that sort of stuff going on. And there's a lot of money to be made. It's interesting that they were able to do DNA tests. All down to the exact, to the exact. log oh. that this guy sold. It's pretty wild. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll test your knowledge, see if you've been paying attention. Today's lesson question is up when we return. Stay down. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and probably other places. 
The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, we're going to do today's lesson question and give away a pair of tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco's Nobody Does This Tour, Wells Fargo Center, November 24th. So we just had him on last week. He was great. Question that I think we're going to go with, we have to go with this. What child could be named after the sound of a big rock being dropped into water? Mm-hmm. Let's see if you can remember what that was. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, it's a good name for a child. Casey liked the sound of the rock being dropped into the water. What would it be? 215-263-WMMR. We'll do the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by KGL Skin Study. They are testing a new body lotion to help with rough, dry skin. Apply at KGLSkinStudyCenter.com if you have a patch of mild to moderate dry skin. Pays up to 300 for wow. participation. So, yeah, look into that. Let's take a look at uh, the trash. What's going on, Steve? Well, former Bachelor star Ben Higgins was married over the weekend to Jessica Clark, who he met online two years ago. Higgins says it's funny that he went on The Bachelor to find Mrs. Wright when all the while she was right there on Pornhub. <laughs> hey! Oprah Winfrey revealing why she made a last-minute outfit change while interviewing Adele this weekend. Oprah says the lighting on set made her outfit look slightly see-through, and also she totally crapped herself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the see-through yeah. <laughs> And finally, Paris Hilton had a three-day wedding extravaganza that ended with a blowout celebration on Saturday night. Attendees say things got really crazy when the Domino's party box arrived. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see if anyone knows the answer to this question. I think I'm going to be a stickler on this. All right, oh, you got to yeah. be. Yeah, I want to I wanna hear exactly what we said earlier. What child could be named after the sound of a big rock, rock being dropped into the water? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Bobby, see if you can get it right. Hey, Bobby. Hello, how's it going? Good. All right, Bobby, what would the child be named after the sound of a big rock being dropped into water? Glorf. Glorf? No, that is incorrect. Uh, Sorry. Uh, we'll go next to Mike. Hey, Mike. Yo. All right, Mike, what would the baby named be? Kerplop. No, that is incorrect. Uh, nope. Uh, All right, we'll go to Zoe. Hi, Zoe. Hello. Hi, Zoe. <laughs> what would it be called? Kerplunk. No, not Kerplunk. Uh, Had to heard. We said it many we times. We did, about 40 times. We said it over and over, uh, so I do want to be clear on that. Uh, <laughs> let me go over next to Craig. Hey, Craig. Hey, what's up? What's that? What's up? Hey, uh, Glorf? Glarth, no, incorrect. Like I said, I'm going to be a stickler on this. No, you said so. You made a, that that that's a judging factor. We got to stick with it. We we said it over and over. Yeah. So I'm seeing a few repeats of calls that have already come in. So I tell you what, let's do the let's get into music news, and I'll wait for some more calls to come All up, right. and then we'll see if we can get ourselves. Oh wait, wait, let me. Uh... Hey, winner. Yeah, you got to uh, change that over, and then move that. Here's thing. what I'll do, Case. You got it. 
Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's do music. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. Last thing you need is plumbing problems with visitors in town. You can visit Horizon Services because they're offering up to $200 off select plumbing repairs with same-day service. Visit horizonservices.com. Hang on. We might have a winner. I'm going to Eric. Hey, Eric. Hey, what's up? All right. What should a baby need be named if it's uh, being named after the sound of a big rock being dropped in the water? Gablort. Gablort. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on a second, Eric. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco's Nobody Does This Tour coming to Wells Fargo Center. On November 24th, tickets on sale now at Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. And that is that. Okay, music news. Back to that. Um, let's start with this. Uh, M. Sean Crahan, a.k.a. Clown, missed Slipknot's appearance at the Welcome to Rockville Festival this weekend due to an injury that he sustained at Knotfest earlier this month. The drummer shared on Instagram that he underwent surgery to repair a torn tendon in his bicep on Friday. Oh, boy. Uh, and is recovering peacefully, he says. I don't feel so good. <laughs> he added, I can't express how happy and blessed I am to have been able to come back to touring after all that we were, we as a community have been through in the last couple of years. Thankfully, I had some great doctors in my corner. And I promise that I will see you all very soon. So he is on the mend. Ta-ta! A, a Skillet prepares to release their next album. They posted a lyric video to their new single called Standing in the Storm. Mm. Frontman John Cooper says that a big decision about the band came from a line in his wife and band member Corey Cooper's journal. He said she had written the line, I've still got some life in me. And he said, we're getting older, our kids are getting older, and the world is falling apart, so there's a part of me that's like, do you really want to go back on the road in the midst of a pandemic? Do we want to keep this business going? And then she showed me this passage in her journal, and I was really impacted. I started to think, yes, there's a lot of crazy things going on, but I'm not done. Uh, this is the sec- second release from the upcoming 12-track album, Dominion. It'll be on, out on January 14th. Uh, the first release, Surviving the Game, has already accumulated over 6.5 million streams, and video has been viewed nearly 3 million times. Uh, I like those guys. They're yeah. really yes, nice. Yes, they're and really nice. Whenever they've been here, they've just been nothing but super cordial and fun. So I like that. Tears for Fears announced a new tour in support of their album, The Tipping Point, oh. set to kick off next year. Well, I think I'm going to see that then. They're coming to Philly. Bagster. Uh, <laughs> brought to you, sponsored by the Bagster. Uh, one of the greatest concerts I ever saw was Tears for Fears at the Beacon Theater in New York. Well, this one will be at the Pavilion at the Man on yeah. June 21st. I don't know what day of the week that is, but... The Man is a... It was, that's a perfect place. All right, guys, just uh, let... Uh, I'm going to buy tickets. All right. Kurt Smith, co-founder, said, uh, we couldn't be more excited to start playing concerts again. We've missed seeing our friends on the road, around the world, and the energy of performing live. Uh, Roland Orzabal said about the tour, the tipping point... Has been a long time in the making, and we are looking forward to playing our favorites from the new album as well as our classics from throughout the years. The first day of summer, 2022, and Steve, it's a Tuesday. Perfect. I'm going to go with you. Oh, yes. We'll, we'll go together. We'll double date. We'll have we'll have, uh, we'll have multis. Excited. Uh, we have a clip to play with this, KC. Roger Daltrey is the latest rock legend to drag the Rolling Stones with the Who's singer 
likening the group to, quote, a mediocre pub band. In October, Paul McCartney first took a little dig at the Stones when, after being asked to compare the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, he said, well, they're a blues cover band. That's sort of what the Stones are. I think that we had, that our net was cast a bit wider than theirs. Uh, so this is uh, Roger talking a little bit about the Stones. We have two clips? Yes, we do. Here we go. But, Mick Jagger, you've got to take your hat off to him. He's a number one rock, rock and roll performer. But as a band, if you were outside a pub and heard that music coming out of a pub some nights, you'd think, well... That's an mediocre pub band. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no disrespect after right, that. Yeah. No, uh, no, none taken. Yeah, but no he go- offense. <laughs> but he goes on. No offense, but they're absolutely god awful. He goes on to say this. Of all the singers in all the bands, no solos. Oh, yeah, whose songs are all lyrics? I mean, I, I put Robert Plant, he's a very good friend of mine, and we, we do joke about it. He said he could go off and read a book. <laughs> When Paige started up on a guitar solo, or Bonham started on a drum solo, and I, and I suddenly thought, I wonder what it'd been like to have been in a band like that. <laughs> I like Roger Daltrey, and I've heard him. I've heard him speak before many times, actually. But you know, he's not just like this a little bit, and he laughs like Barney Rubble. A little more into that. Um, but going back to the Stones, he had said uh, that they, he did admit that they uh, had written some great songs. He said, but they are in that blues format. Uh, as, for, God, awful. as for measuring up uh, the Beatles and the Stones, uh, Daltrey said, it's like comparing apples and cheese. So they're both really tasty, but the cheese does one thing and the apple does another. Uh, he said, not, He's right about that. Not specifying which band was which food in that particular analogy. I wonder, was it, um, it, is it just happenstance that we're getting these, uh, this sort of um, contemporary criticism of uh, the, the Stones? I mean, it's not going to hurt their career. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah. just happenstance. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, he was... So the reason Adultery said that is he was asked about uh, the Paul McCartney thing. So that's that's why. And then one last story. Ringo Starr, speaking of the Beatles, will be teaching a master class. Oh. According to Ultimate Classic Rock, the Beatles member will teach a drumming and creative collaboration class. Do you think you would do that? Oh, totally. The I have been um, sort of flirting with the master classes. Uh, you know, there are a lot of them up there just to uh, to get that sort of knowledge from somebody I admired. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there, there's a whole bunch there that are really good. If you look for them, you can find clinics. I used, yeah. to, go, I used to go to musician clinics all the time. Right. I saw some really famous drummers up close and personal. Um, showing you how they do it. Yep. Uh, so you can you can find them. They have to be usually they're coming in town right. with it with a gig already, and like uh, the day before or earlier in the day. Sometimes they'll do they'll do sessions. So I uh, this is for the master, This is for the masterclass series, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so yeah. this is one of those. So David uh, Rogier, founder and CEO of Masterclass, said Masterclass puts you in the room with the world's best, giving members unprecedented access to the greatest minds of our time. Today's announcements. Uh, we'll expand that opportunity with new classes, features, integrations, and partnerships uh, that will help deliver access to the platform to more people in more ways and in and, and more places. Uh, this class will launch on November 22nd. So this is these are these videos, that you yes, do, right? Uh, so there's a series. This isn't sitting down in the same room with them. Steve Martin has uh, mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese, Ron Howard, Ron Howard. They're all there, and and actually, like I was watching a bit of Ron Howard's. I mean, he's got. He's showing you how to capture action in on a on a set. They're employing all these different things. Yeah, very practical. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Should yeah. we do this, Preston? I think people would right. flock to our master oh, class. 
on, on how to do six jars yeah. of farts. It'd be hastarast. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Ringo's going to do a uh, master class. So there you go. Should be pretty cool. And that is all I have for you in the entertainment news, or in the, I'm sorry, the music news, which is a form of entertainment. It absolutely yeah. is, man. That's why we're running a master class. That's what we're doing. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second, and we wrap the whole thing up. Yeah. Stay with us. <laughs> I'm thinking of getting a Baxter, by the way. You should I'm get my, out my, my garage. My next door neighbor, Steve, has a has a Baxter out front yeah. right now. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Why talk on the phone? Just text MMR at 39333. Send requests, comments, or text songs for what we're playing 24-7. The MMR short code. Always open, never busy. 39333. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, 1030 exactly on a Monday morning with Preston and Steve Show. And uh, we thank you for uh, joining us on today's on today's journey. This uh, beautiful journey. Which is continuing on when Pierre gets here in a little bit. And he's going to carry you through your day, uh, which is going to be a tad bit chilly and, uh, and windy. High only about 50 degrees. And, and it, by Thursday, we'll be at 70, which is wild. It's a mind blower. I'm right back to mid-40s after that. Uh, but uh, thank you very much for joining us today. You have been our only guest, so that means we can move right into the letter of the day. And I think Casey is going to get us started today. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show. Brought to you today by the letter. S, as in sectional. All right. And we will take it letter at a time. Today is S. What will tomorrow be? You'll need to find out because we'll have five altogether by the time Friday rolls around. We're giving away... $500, and that is from Ashley Home Store. You can visit their 11 area locations or ashleyfurniture.com uh, for their 12 days of Black Friday sale. So it's all good. Um, thank you to our sponsors because we're going to wrap this whole thing up right now. Oh, yeah. I want to thank uh, Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also, Acme. Download the Acme app and see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarcus.com for details. And also, Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke, doing car care right. Uh, tomorrow on our program, it is a Tuesday, so we'll give away some free ink, a Preston and Steve tattoo for Tattoos Day. Uh, and we're also going to have uh, Rodney McLeod on. Ah. I'm talk to Rodney in a little while, so we'll see how he is doing. And that's it. We're done, gang. Rage on. Have yourself a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Pierre is in next. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the...